This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get the pumping. Does anyone really care? I know Clip said he, he packed us in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip wrong. So know your role. If you're a star, be a star. If you're a role player, you be the best damn role player there is. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, let's get to pumping on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. Hey, you can find us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you like the Pirate Radio Facebook page. Put a lot of goodies, stories, and other content there. And all of our videos available on Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV. You can watch this show, The Brian Bailey Show, our ECU baseball post-game reports, and a whole lot more right there at Pirate Radio TV. All right, uh, we talked uh, pretty much all things baseball yesterday on the show. And we'll keep that rolling into today's show as Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball will join us in about 30 minutes from now. We'll talk about where the Pirates stand. What are they playing for these last couple of weeks when it comes to seeding purposes? Where does Aaron think the Pirates will land in a regional? We'll discuss all that and look across the college baseball landscape with Aaron Fitt coming up at around 3.30. At 4 o'clock, we'll talk to a former Pirate who is having a fantastic season this year with the Lynchburg Hillcats, the Guardians affiliate. Trey Benton will join us. Trey has made the move to the bullpen and is the closer for the Hillcats. He has three saves. He has not allowed an earn run. He is uh, pitched fantastic, and we'll talk about what's going right with Trey Benton. We'll get an update on Trey's career, talk some Pirate baseball and more coming up at around 4 o'clock. The Hurricanes are in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll preview their series and look at the other series going on at around 4.30 with our resident Kaniac, Brooks Hill, former Pirate Radio intern. He was at Game 7 the other night in PNC Arena. And we'll talk about Game 1 coming up Wednesday night between the Canes and the Rangers. Got that coming up. And then Bryce Williams will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Thought of a new game we can play with Bryce. I ran it by Shirley and CJ. I haven't even told Chandler about it. But uh, a fun game we'll play in the 5 o'clock hour with Bryce Williams that I think people will enjoy. Uh, so got that on the way. Shirley, Chandler, CJ are here, as is Jonathan Ellerby, who kicks us off on this Tuesday. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clip? Uh, me and Chandler not uh, in the audience, not going to hear the, the big Bryce Williams news, or do <laughs> we, have to, we have to stick around till hour three to find out how we're going to dang do it. It's, well, I... I think, I, I think I, you need to run it by Jonathan and I and the audience first before Bryson shows up at 5. Well, I disagree with that completely, but I'll do it. I just don't want to give away too many examples because I don't have a lot of examples for this game because I just kind of thought about it last night. But anyway, let's say like you do... uh, I don't want to know. I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. 
Yeah. I'll just sit back and wait. No, I don't I don't I don't want to like I think it's a big tease at this point. All right. Well, stay tuned. Five o'clock. We'll play the game. If we had won a purple pirate vibes only shirt today. Play the game. Thank you. If we'd have won a purple pirate vibes only shirt, I guess we we could have been in the cool club and, and found out what it's hour three was. Not be about, about being cool, it's about who was in the room when I decided okay. to bring it to their attention. Did anybody uh, prove you wrong today, Clip Brock? Uh no, I have not been wrong before <laughs> i was earlier this year about ecu baseball or since then because cliff godwin uh was just happy that he was able to prove you wrong that so, he did and may- maybe uh maybe that'll happen again and uh hey look i credit to me for admitting my mistakes that is true hey look it's it's it's, it's not only about admitting your mistakes but owning them fixing them and not doing them again clip brock all right so next year when the pirates get swept by some crap team to open the season i will not give up hope that, that's that's the best attitude <laughs> there, there's a track history <laughs> and you can talk to aaron fit about that yeah i'm excited about your guest lineup today well i'm glad you're excited excitement time yes all right um i did think of a question on sunday night that i meant to bring in here and ask the players on monday and i forgot ellerby so i can break it out as the question of the day for today's show for me how many phone numbers do you know by heart Ooh, that's a good one um, so i was thinking about this i know my my parents house both of my parents i know my wife's i know my best friend from school his parents number i still remember that one. I guess is I, it still active i don't know i mean i could call them right now but I, yeah it's got to be they live in the same house but i mean a lot of people have disconnected their home line oh it could be but uh i do remember that number and i know my grandma's i, I would say it's like probably 10 or less at this point so you you 10 or less and how many do you think are landlines versus cell phones <clears throat> yeah well i know two landlines and that's all i can think of at the top of my head i know weaver and bailey because i called them so much right for the show that's true uh, so i know them i mean you know 317-1250 i know people that call you that i know that landline yes um, for the fifth quarter yeah i know my parents number you know i obviously know my wife's number i bet the younger the person is you ask the less they know does your daughter have a cell phone yes and i don't know her number yeah i don't i don't know hunter's number <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cell phone too but i don't we, I, I know she texts me but we don't yeah but i, I don't never i mean like well, i guess when liz got her number i mean I, it was easy i mean it's one of those things i guess you i was still in memorized mode or, yeah. or i'd punch it in because I don't know. Maybe it was just faster to punch it in than scroll through your contacts. But yeah, that, that's a good question. Chandler, how many numbers do you know by heart? All right. I know my mom's. I know my dad's. I know my grandma's because uh, she still has her landline. Know her landline number. When you were in school, did you have a cell phone? I got my first cell phone. It was a scoop, LG Scoop in eighth grade. So at that point, you just start programming in numbers and you don't have to remember. Right. But like, yeah. So you probably don't remember a ton of. I numbers. I remember the last four digits of our landline number that we had at my house, and we haven't had a landline in over ten years. Um, I'm trying to think of the first three numbers, but I can't remember. But I think the player. That's the first few I can think of. The question for the players is: Do they know Cliff Godwin's number? Hmm. Yeah. Or and do they know their roommate's number? I think that would be. I think that would be interesting to see if they know uh if they have those numbers 
memorized because or, if for, or palumba you know if for some reason like somebody hacked all of the contacts in your phone like you, you'd be in trouble you couldn't and, call a lot of people and i do know the number to call for 911 so that's a, that's a good one was it that bad it was terrible sorry it was terrible i mean i can't even like act like it wasn't bad i'm sorry well i mean it's it's not a joke i was being serious i know that number (laughs) okay you look a little salty (laughs) my plan worked it wasn't a joke and no one laughed (laughs) well done well executed (laughs) chuckle hut is out of business all right uh coming up tonight pirates and the campbell fighting camels and lrb east carolina riding a 10 game winning streak into this game they have turned it on at the right time red hot conference regular season champions just incredible run here by the pirates yeah what 20 and 5 since being 14 and 13 and just a lot of uh, big stats throwing out there who was the last team east carolina lost to stein the wolfies so uh and campbell i do believe wasn't campbell their first win of the season they got they lost to bryant yeah swept by bryant and then uh you know beat campbell is the first win and so. it was a dominant win too because i remember after that sweep to bryant you go to you know Bowie's creek where it's always a tough place to play uh against you know justin Hare's ball club and i think the pirates won by a pretty large margin there so hopefully the pirates do the same tonight that was a good move by you there to say the coach's name and ball club like that makes me think you know a lot about what you're talking about even though i don't think you do but that is a good that's a pro move right there thank you i had a bounce back after the 911. <laughs> he yes. bounced back pretty strong yes all right good yes. bounce back performance you were this family. close to being off the show the rest <laughs> of the day you know you're well, gone you know what that is not a good penalty Ellerby. get because, kicked off the show no because chandler likes to be off the show he'll be he won't be here friday we need to make him be on the show more not off as a penalty i was just gonna put him like you know in a chair like in the intern seat so he's still got to be here yeah he's still got to be here fair enough where are you gonna be friday chandler i have a rehearsal dinner more weddings more weddings this guy this man you know the bride or the groom i know both wow what What side are you gonna be on yeah exactly (laughs) pick a side uh well i'm a groomsman (laughs) (laughs) so you're in the wedding i well i know i know trace my buddy and then his soon to be trace yarborough trace yarborough that's the inside joke yeah um that wasn't very good either (laughs) (laughs) Uh, isn't it kind of weird he says he knows both you know i mean like no he went to school with him probably you did you went to school with both of them no i didn't get to school with the with the bride but But i I know you only know the bride because of your friend though I actually I knew the bride before they even started dating. Oh, uh, okay. Then that makes it a little bit better. But yeah. I was, but if you when you say you knew both and you only knew her because of your friend, then it's really that doesn't. But really if count. I now say I wasn't in the wedding and I had to choose a side of the aisle, it yes. would be the groom side. What if the groom side was packed? I would make you? I would make room. Wow, really? I'd make room for the groom. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Mm. So uh, we will be missing you on Friday, Chandler. You gonna give a speech on Friday? If, if they want me to, <clears throat> talk about how you know your friend's Trace's number and nine one one. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's how I'll start the speech off. Yeah. Get everybody's attention. Good one there. A lot of games uh, not being played, LRB, in college baseball. Because What's the story on that? The RPI. Well, uh, North Carolina said due to travel issues. Who were they supposed to play? UNC Wilmington. Did it get down I 40? Could they not use the uh, ferry from Outer Banks? That uh, maybe you can go by via boat due to travel issues. Yeah, that is such a cop out. It's pretty bad, and I, I'm both sides guy. I think it's lame not to play a game. Although yesterday Cliff Godwin said he Cliff Godwin said I don't like this trend and where we're going with it, and then he said if it was us and we were trying to get a national seed and a bad play a team with a bad RPI would hurt our our chances. Uh, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't play it. So it's like, it sucks. But the thing to do now, we'll talk to Aaron Fit about this, is try to figure out how not to have the RPI be such a big weighted measure on a team. I think that that's, I mean, like if you have a game scheduled with Campbell and they're coming rolling into Greenville tonight, and for instance, if they were 10 and 30, I mean, you didn't, you know, if they were an NCAA tournament team last year and then they've just been devastated with injuries and then it just happens, then look, you can't control that. I yeah. mean, just the, the RPI. It should never hurt you to win a game. No, or play a game that or you have that, game. that you have scheduled, that you scheduled. And unlike football that doesn't get like football teams are scheduling for 2040 right now, but like, you know, baseball teams pretty much schedule, you know, a, you know, within six months out for the most part. So uh, I think that that part of it, I agree with you that the weight on the RPI is is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and that is uh, why you won't see some of these midweek games pop up. Ole Miss, I think A and M, North Carolina, the latest to do it. So teams are trying to save their RPIs as they go into the final weekend of conference baseball. Well, what should happen is when you get to this point in the season in May, those games just get exempt. If it gets to the point where it, what you just said, if you win a game and it hurts your RPI, then there should be some there should be a few games of exemption. You know, of being like, well, we're not going to count this UNCW, UNC, you you know, if they you maybe you get a few games that you can kick out throughout the year as uh, you know, everybody can do that, but based on, you know, having a bad RPI. Uh, speaking of schedules, question. Though, oh, go oh ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, you did. So, why can't you? Now, I don't pay a lot of attention. I hear the word RPI, but I don't pay a lot of attention to it. So, this might be on the verge of asking a really stupid question. But why can't they just do it like teachers do it, where you have a you take the highest grade and the lowest grade and kick them out? Uh, what's it called? And average uh, it out. Yeah. So I forget what it's called. What's GPA. Well, I'm not, what's the word where you uh, you bump up somebody's grade? Curve. 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 Yes. We're gonna curve. Not the knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would think. Well, that's it, kind with, of what Ellery's saying, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Is there's, that there's what you exemption. were proposing? Yeah, I was just saying. Hey, look. Yeah. If you when you get to May, and and maybe you can you know say, hey, look, what if we what if we you know let's take the Campbell game back in. February. Mm-hmm. Let's say we beat Campbell ten to three. At the time, maybe it was a good RPI game. I, I don't know. But then, as the season progressed, let's say Campbell was devastated with injuries, and the team that was supposed to win the Big South Conference is now ten and thirty. Maybe East Carolina wants to kick that game. Maybe they have three games they can kick out of their schedule for RPI purposes that aren't conference games. I can agree with that. And, and then, then I, I just think they rely way too heavily on that RPI when. You look at teams that 
like, for example, East Carolina. I mean, we didn't get off to a fabulous start. We struggled a lot, but we're, you know, now we're in a situation where our RPI is a lot stronger than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, UNC did not schedule UNCW hoping that they were going to, that was going to be, they were hoping to win, but it wasn't hoping to be that they would win and it would hurt them because UNCW's not having that good of a year. So I think, go ahead and play the game, but then have that as one of your uh, things you kick off. Yeah, because I don't think it's fair to be able to just, uh, without penalty, cancel a game just because you think it's going to hurt your RPI. I think that's where you're leaning too too far on one side as far as you know giving too much weight to that rpi i wonder if the coaches have conspired together and said hey let's do this and then force their hand on making the rpi less of a measurement when it comes to regionals and things it used to be it seemed like it used to be like hey look we're going to try to play 56 games so we can try to get that magical number of 40 yeah. And it didn't, I mean, the if East, if UNC was sitting at win number 39 right now, and if they beat UNCW, that got them to 40, that would have been a valuable resume builder more than if that was going to hurt you in the RPI. I just think it, it's a little bit uh, overthinking on, you know, analytics. And we've seen things change when it comes to what measurements should we use when we're looking at teams. Remember college football in the 90s, Steve Spurrier would run the score up, and then they took that out of the equation took the margin differential out so teams would stop you know winning by 50 so it's been done before where their hand has been forced to change something well and it's not like they're just putting everything in a computer and whatever spits out 64 teams in order yeah, they still got humans there's a human element in it and there could be common sense being like well unc beat uncw and it hurt their rpi but that was because uncw had this happen so we're, we're going to take if you take that game out let them still play i mean have the human common sense part of it too yeah. but uh common sense is not commonplace sometimes all right speaking of schedules uh some college football news i saw that next week uh lrb we're going to be getting some of the early season kickoff times nice so i hope that includes east carolina nc state yeah you I know what next so. next thursday is What's next Thursday? 100 days till kickoff. 100 days till kickoff? Yes. On the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff? Yes, absolutely. So wow. maybe that would be a big day for them to release that news. Are you going to go, if you were betting on the Deuce or the U or ESPN Plus, where would you put your chips for the East Carolina NC State game? Noon on the U. Noon on the U? Yeah, that's my guess. I'm going to go 4 p.m. on the U. Wow. Uh, okay. I was thinking if we're going to go with that kind of time, we might have to be plus. But I think they do like noon and four now. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go the second game. They finally smartened up with that instead of going 3 or 3.30. Yeah. Go 4 o'clock. You know, they can they can run some extra commercials. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for four on the U. Oh, I'm hoping. That's, what, yeah. but, but I, I'm, That's I'm, your prediction. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put – because NC State is going to be – Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, they're, they're going to be a team that they can hype up a little bit, which could work again, they could, which they could want at noon as well. But uh, I'm going with the deuce. The deuce? It's, I mean, I think – NC State will be a projected top 15 team. If we get at noon, maybe Deuce. I like noon Deucers. Would you take a noon Deucer? I, yeah, I, I will take a noon Deucer all day long. Of, What's the oh. best Deuce time? 
Mm, probably CJ, about 7 a.m. in the morning. Everybody. What's the best deuce time? Don't put any context on it. <laughs> that, that's our poll question for today. Uh, that's a good question. So, like, ESPN noon is going to be... Big 10. Like, Ohio State punking some MAC team, right? Uh, do they go Big 10 or they go SEC? I was thinking Big 10. Yeah. I was thinking MAC versus Big 10. Toledo at Michigan. Right. Um, I Ohio see. State usually plays like a Conference USA or like an American team. I know they played Tulsa in the past, like in the first couple of weeks, like at home at the Horseshoe. Mm. Yeah, so. I'm going to go uh, – if. You know, would you trade a game on ESPN two at noon, or would you rather be at four on the U for NC State? Four? Who cares what channel it's on? They're all the okay. same these days. They're all equal. Maybe you're asking the wrong person. No, I think that's a fair answer. Maybe if you only have basic cable or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you I w- have basic cable and a landline, then you're hoping for the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Grandma Brock at this point, yeah. If you're still calling into the radio station asking us what time the ECU game is, <laughs> then you're hoping for the deuce. You're praying. Some... You might not even have the deuce. You might yeah. need it to be ESPN. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. All right. So uh, there were some games announced today. Uh, who cares? But like the opening Saturday, 3.30 ABC is Georgia-Oregon. Week zero? uh this is week one have they uh is week zero even a thing this year hell yeah it better be it's gotta be week zero has replaced the thursday night game (laughs) of when we used to have like when we started the pirate radio football kickoff party it used to be a big deal that was the first college football game it was the kind of then the pirates were playing on saturday but uh they they the thursday night september 1st is going to be awesome because our party is that night but the actual football schedule calendar that night's not that great do you want for the first time this year to run down the week zero schedule of college football? Let's do it. Absolutely. Saturday, August 27th, week zero. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Let's go. That sounds fun. That's going to be a late night one. Nevada at New Mexico State. Let's go P. Austin P. at Western Kentucky. UConn at U- Utah State. Duquesne at Florida State. Florida A&M at North Carolina. A week zero game right here in the state of North Carolina. Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Why? I guess why not, but why? Who's asking for that? Is Everybody. Some Irish corn. Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. If you just said, give me two teams for a Dublin, Ireland game, <laughs> I would just struggle to come up with that Big Ten matchup. And a lot of people Notre would struggle Dame. to know that that's a Big Ten matchup. Good point. Yeah. Wyoming at Illinois, Charlotte at FAU, and North Texas at UTEP. Florida A&M at Chapel Hill. Weren't we supposed to play a Week Zero game against Marshall? Or did I make that up? Maybe that, we were supposed was that the to, COVID year? Yeah. Marshall game got canceled. Yeah. Well, it was was the, it a week zero game? It was the 40, uh, no, it was the it anniversary. It was a week zero it game. It was to open the season, yes. right? I think we were supposed to play week zero. Yeah. But, and then we didn't play for a whole month. <laughs> we didn't play till like September right. 20th. We played UCF. We are lucky to get some games in. Uh, Saturday uh, of the opener week one, Notre Dame at Ohio State. That's a big game. Uh, that's, that's not Tulsa. Do you like college football? I was wrong. You know what they need to do? They need to put more games on that Sunday after the week one of college football. The week before the NFL starts. The instead Sunday of just Liberty. having one. 
Yeah. They need to do like noon three seven or whatever. On noon s- on four Sundays? eight. Yeah. I, when I think of classic college football Sunday games, I think of Tulsa and East Carolina, yeah. two thousand ten. That was a nooner, I believe. That was on a Sunday. Early on a Sunday. I certainly don't think of the North Carolina A and T East Carolina game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't really draw that one back up. <laughs> but this is Sunday and I wonder maybe they are gonna do it this year where they, they do them all day, but usually it's just like a night matchup uh florida state lsu they also announced some other games i, I think this uh, i read this too ellerby for the first time they're going to do a black friday night game on abc where sometimes you is all, like two in the morning is it like two in the morning while, while, you're, while you're waiting in line <laughs> with your wife at 4 a.m you know it's uh it's at 7 30 and it's florida and florida state playing a rivalry game uh on black friday night Evening. right 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 they usually have the egg bowl is usually some like the, thanksgiving it's been moved around it's been on thanksgiving night and yeah. then it's been on friday i think before as well i get i don't know why they made a big deal maybe it's because it's abc and not espn but you're right there probably are games on there, there's always been games on black friday okay all right well not a big deal i think ecu played ecu played on black friday last year when they played Cincinnati. Cincinnati. oh i know there's always been games i'm just saying like prime time but you're right the egg bowl has probably been played there too yeah all right, so a little college football scheduling. Never That's too early exciting. to talk about that. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. They released all the NFL games. Now they're going to start releasing all the college games. Get everybody's uh, matrix of how they want to watch their team. Oh, let play. me apologize too to the people who were you own, wrong again? Who own? No, I was not wrong. But people were complaining about the NFL schedules. Why do all this? Just release the schedule. Well, they did. They did it last Thursday. They released the whole schedule, and I maybe people don't want us talking game by game here they just want to release the schedule so i apologize for those of you who want to see a full schedule of games with kickoff times also that is impossible to do because college football announces kickoff times 10 days before the game so just not going to happen in college football anyhow done with your apology i'm done i'm done apologizing for the day next subject uh what is the next subject ellery hurricanes hockey yeah i'm into it you watching the games i had it, I on, watched, I had it on saturday so saturday i was at clark leclair stadium and i did have a uh, a phone set up with the game on uh sitting on the microphone and i was into it it was awesome and looking forward to game one coming up on wednesday night pnc arena how about the hurricanes set an attendance record for that game on saturday how i mean how did how'd that happen i don't know where are they putting in new seats or whatever yeah i mean how do you expand the pnc arena uh, good point a uh, good question did a hurricane I guess blow off the roof and m- they could add more suits more seats? people were hiding in the bathrooms like you and shirley and got they, in there's some good standing room only areas <laughs> maybe they heard the show and they're like you know what we should charge for this area we should go to game five sleep in pnc arena for three nights and be ready to go Wait, well this is you they they're doing paid attendance record right. this is not i mean so technically whatever they're go back to game seven of the stanley cup and <laughs> add, add two, add two <laughs> and that might beat the record you never know oh yeah me and shirley could we that this record may not be true may not no we need to do a head count uh susan deans on facebook live says hashtag fireman rule uh steve hill says i think chandler is auditioning for wedding crashers well chandler's invited to the wedding i think chandler's auditioning to be a professional wedding goer mm-hmm. like if you want a nice fun guy to be at your wedding 
Invite Chandler. I'm that guy. I am that guy, pal. Yeah. I need to start advertising on Pirate Radio. <laughs> Your services? Yeah. How much do you charge to go to for people to have you at their wedding? Free 99. Just feed me and give me some cold, ice cold beer. Really? So just some cold beer for Chandler. Well, I mean, he, it's so, not that he doesn't have an outfit because, I mean, he's got like 18 of them. Yeah, at this point. And he's also got the shoes. He's got the Bruno Marks. The Bruno Marks. Twelve yes, ninety nine at Walmart. All right. How much for you to be like the ring bearer? Is there certain levels? <laughs> or are you just like, it's just... You, flower girl, flower boy. Just feed me and let me drink. Right. And then that it's up to and them let, and, what and, they... And have a place for me to stay. All right. Now we're now lodging's involved. Mm, now now it's know. getting a little pricey. It's kind of bad when you lead with drinking and then say you need a place to stay. <laughs> that, that, that eliminates about half the list right there. And a, and, and a uh, chauffeur. I need a DD. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a lot of people being like, you know, we're just going to do destination wedding. <laughs> so are you pulling out a uh, minute spot on Pirate Radio? Because things keep growing. Yeah. See, Here like you, you have to book like the band and like the DJ or like whatever. And it's like, yeah, we got we booked Chandler Honeycutt. He's going to be here. <laughs> What's he going to do? Eat, drink, and we got a place for him to stay. Eat, drink, and sleep. Right. Those are the things. All right. Uh, anything else going on in your world, Ellerby? No, just lots of good stuff. Getting ready for, uh, you got the Preakness this weekend. Are y'all doing another? Uh, are, are, you know what? Did, don't even ask. Don't, don't worry about it. I know. What are you? Why? Don't, don't, no, Everything's no, going to be all right. Nothing to do with you. So there's nothing to, I shouldn't like avoid listening to some disastrous pool that's getting ready well, to happen. Let's no. just say Troy's going to be on the show Wednesday at five o'clock and we got to draw a horse. And you're going to draw horses. <laughs> Yeah. What, you think this is a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to text Molly and tell him to come co-host with you that day, just to say so he can just have some uh, little fly-on-the-wall commentary. Molly is planning to be here on Thursday. Uh, by the way, folks, Wednesday, we're going to have to do our PGA Championship draft. Yes, sir. Y'all don't let me forget that. Best tomorrow. believe, by the way, Harold Varner the third. That's right. His group was announced today and the tea time. He's yes. teeing off in the uh one o'clock hour. Two PM. Two twenty five, I think. I thought I heard you say one twenty five today, Clipper. So who's right? Oh, is it uh was that Tulsa? Oh, it time? is Tulsa, yes. Oklahoma. Well done, Ellerby. Uh all right, so two twenty five, and he's gonna be with Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. So mm-hmm. that's a good threesome there. Yes, well, I hope one of you guys get Phil Mickelson in your uh pool. Is he participating? No. No, which is why I hope one of you guys get him. <laughs> uh yeah, I didn't see any news on that. I know Greeny last week was there speculating would he be there. Uh if he was, he'd have to answer a lot of questions about gambling and Saudi tour Tiger, and all kinds of stuff. Tiger is back this year in the PGA championship. Uh, I think the last tournament he played was the Masters. Yep. Um, so, and I've I've already forgot his group, but he's he's with some big names too. I want to say Royal McIlroy. I'm trying to look it up. I can't do it at the same time. I, this is just stop. Bro. No, I'm not going to stop. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go until I find this group. Roy, what's with his one name? of the. Rory, Rory McElroy, <laughs> Rory McElroy, Roy Rogers, <laughs> Roy McElroy, Roy McElroy, Rory McElroy, Rory McElroy earlier today said that Phil Mickelson uh, should be playing. He said it's unfortunate, it's sad. Uh, so, I thought anyway. people hated Phil Mickelson. Now mm. sounds like he might be. I think there's, a, there's probably a group, but yeah, there's people that probably still like him. Speaking of groups, did you find that damn group? 
Jordan Spieth, Tiger Woods, and Roy McIlroy. You said his name different every time. Roy McIlroy. That was pretty good. Uh, all right, so that's a big name group. Ryder Giles trying to uh, redeem himself for some awful picks in the Masters gave me Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth said those are his winners for this week. All right. So we shall see. All right, Ellery. Thanks for hanging out. See you next time. All right. When we return, we'll talk some college baseball with the source when it comes to college baseball, Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball. He joins us on the other side of this timeout. More to go Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Six-figure income? Six-figure income. Man, I'm a five-figure income guy myself how many hours was the tour in gilligan's island three Three. hours three hour three hour tour (laughs) i'll tell you what guys what what johnny robertson on facebook jr good old jr j-rob he has become our statistician he has become our ec baseball what is a stat a stat a a stat is a A stat to consider the stats, of course, is a statistic you can look at. Yeah. And well, it's here, not statistician, it's stat, stat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, well here's a stat Statist- that you can hear about. Statistician. Thank you. Statistician? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Johnny Robertson says, Last year, three teams hosted a regional with a 20-plus RPI rating. South Carolina with 20, Florida with 26, and Louisiana Tech with 29. ECU currently sits at 31, so could the window still be slightly open for the Pirates to host a regional? Um, you want my prediction? Yours. And been, only yours. I haven't been very good about these. Prediction? Pain. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. T. Uh, I'm going to say no, but uh, maybe we'll talk to Aaron Fit about that right now. I'm glad. I'm glad that you said no. Because now it could happen. And now we can prove your ass wrong again. Because you don't know nothing. Let's go to Aaron All right. Joining us wow. on the Pirate Radio Live line. He's a bit salty. From D1 Baseball is Aaron Fit. Aaron, great to talk with you again. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. And Aaron, uh, last time we talked earlier this season, things were not going well for the East Carolina Pirates. You had wrote them off for uh, hosting a regional. I eventually wrote them off for even getting into a regional as an at-large. Thought they'd do well in conference play, but did not have them uh, running through the conference like they have this year and really uh, improving their overall profile of the RPI in the low 30s now. And and what a turnaround for these Pirates 10 in a row as they had 
head into tonight's game with Campbell and Aaron and I have been one of the uh, the hottest teams in the country here the last 20, 25 games. Yeah, how about that? Really an, an impressive turnaround. You're right. I mean, uh, a team that kind of seemed, you know, a month ago, like they were just part of the pack in the American. You know, there wasn't any real separation between those those teams. And then East Carolina separated itself, you know, kind of reasserted that they're the team in this league. They're they're the dominant power um, to be sitting here at 17-4. and four, I mean, it's really, really loud, considering, obviously, you know, you lose your All-American ace before the season even starts, and then you have a bunch of guys that just don't ever really get their bats going the way we expected them to, um, and they've just found other pieces that have stepped forward, and then some of those guys have kind of heated up as you've gotten going, and uh, just a masterful job by Cliff Godwin and his staff finding the right combinations uh, to make this thing work. And, and lo and behold, here they are. They're, they're cruising into a regional. And, that, Aaron, as they play out this final week of the regular season, Campbell tonight, Houston at home, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then it's off to Clearwater. What is East Carolina playing for at this point? Is it to to try to land a, maybe a two-seed and uh, get matched up with a, a winnable one? Is it, you know, you know, what are they playing for these final uh, couple of weeks here when it comes to regional play? Yeah, as far as seeding is concerned, I think that's probably what we're looking at is just trying to lock up a two seed. Uh, I don't think it makes a huge difference whether you're a two or a three. I mean, theoretically, if you're a two, you've got a slightly more favorable matchup because you're matched up with somebody who's on the three line. But, um, you know, there's not typically a huge difference, in my opinion, between those those teams on the two line and those teams on the three line. So it's really just about trying to play their best baseball at the right time to keep it rolling. I think that's the key thing for East Carolina. But I do think that that's what we're looking at here is they're, they're – I don't still don't think they can get into that hosting discussion. I mean, despite the fact that they're red hot and the RPI has climbed, uh, I just think that the lack of you know quadrant one wins, the top fifty wins, is it kind of holding them back to two and seven there, and and probably just a little too little too late to get into the hosting discussion. So it's really just trying to firm up the resume as a two seed. Aaron Fit D one baseball joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Aaron, I love uh, we all love projections this time of year to to see where we might be heading. And I've seen East Carolina uh, in College Park uh, in, in Maryland's regional. I've seen both of the, the Virginia schools, Virginia and Virginia Tech. So what are the, the most likely cases, in your opinion, uh, to where East Carolina could be going as a two or three seed? I would say it'd be one of those three destinations, you know, geographically would make the most sense. And um, I suspect Maryland would be, it would be, you know, a, a logical spot. Um, but, you know, it's possible that a team like UConn could wind up down at Maryland as a two seed and maybe East Carolina would go somewhere else for that reason. Um, but, you know, I, I could see ECU at Maryland as a two with an ACC three seed, like a North Carolina type team maybe. Um, or, you know, maybe you send East Carolina to one of those those ACC two uh, hosts, rather, the Virginia or Virginia Tech, and you bring somebody else in as a three. Um, one of those scenarios, I would be shocked if it's not one of those three spots. Aaron Fid joining us. Aaron, I believe I saw, did the ACC, uh, at least for, for one week, creep ahead of the SEC when it comes to, to conference as a whole, RPI, and uh, you give credit to, I guess, Miami and, uh, and Louisville and Notre Dame and Virginia in that case, uh, Florida State, even Wake Forest, and then you get to the Triangle Schools. Uh, did, is the ACC the best conference in baseball this year? Yeah, they are currently the number one RPI conference. They have they have crept ahead of the SEC. Um, I do think it's the deepest league. I think it's deeper than the SEC. I mean, right now we had eleven ACC teams in our regional projections last week, which 
I don't think any of us believe it's actually going to be 11, but that's just currently the landscape, whereas the SEC was kind of sitting there like eight or nine, you know? So I do think there's just a drop-off. There's more teams at the back of the SEC that just look dead, whereas the ACC's got a bunch of teams that are really in the mix. Even even Pittsburgh is a 12th team that we didn't have in last week. is still very much alive. Um, and so, yeah, the, the depth of the ACC stands out, and I think we're starting to see some of those teams at the top of the ACC that we weren't sure if they were legitimate Omaha contenders starting to, starting to believe in those teams a little bit more. You know, I think um, Virginia Tech has proven itself. I think they're for real. And, and UVA had doubts about their pitching as well earlier in the season. That's held up pretty well. I think they're for real. Um, you know, Miami has pitching. Florida State has pitching. Notre Dame has, once again, been very consistent. And then Louisville can, can mash. And so I think you've got six teams at the top of the ACC that you could all envision maybe getting to Omaha. Aaron Fitt joining us. Aaron, uh, how many teams west of the Mississippi are you looking at to host the regional? It seems pretty, kind of like it always is, but very east heavy. So uh, any California, Texas schools looking to uh, host this year? Yeah, I I think Stanford certainly out west and Oregon State. um, Those are two that you can probably lock in at this point. Gonzaga is still very much alive in that race. We expect their RPI to shoot up here after the the last weekend on the road at San Diego, um, you know, if they win their their league comfortably, I think Gonzaga could very much, you know, be in the mix to host. They swept the series at Oklahoma State earlier this year, which was pretty loud because um, Oklahoma State, another team that we expect will host. Um, you know, the Big Twelve is very interesting because you've got two teams at the top right now in, in TCU and Texas Tech that don't have great RPIs. They're in the 30s, but whoever wins that league in the regular season, you would think will host just as the power conference champion even though the rpi isn't there um and then it's a matter of will texas you know play its way up and back into the hosting mix or, or will you know will the big 12 get three or four uh, or even just two i mean that, that's still kind of up in the air it's kind of a weird year for the big 12 so there's a lot still in play as we head down the stretch Aaron, uh, we talked earlier this season, and uh, Tennessee was, was the big dog at the time. They still are at forty-five and seven. How about outside of Tennessee? Who are your your favorite teams that could potentially win it all in Omaha as we uh, head here down the stretch of the regular season? Yeah, we've got Oregon State number two, uh, and, and really like those guys. I was out in Corvallis a, a week ago for their Oregon series, and walked away impressed. They feel like a very complete team. Uh, they've got some star power, some firepower in the heart of the lineup. They've got, I think, the best pitcher in the country in Cooper Jerpy, the lefty who's kind of that Chris Sale look to him, a low, lower slot guy, just explosive fastball. Um, and, and they've got enough bullpen depth. So I think Oregon State stands out to me. I still really like Oklahoma State. Um, if, if uh, you know, they need to rebound after a bad weekend. They got swept by Texas Tech this past week. But I, I still like their team a lot. Um, and, you know, Arkansas – has been up there all year long in the top five. I feel like they're still a factor um, with, with some of their, their pitching, their balance. I mean, but there's not a lot of teams that have the real front line starting pitching. And so the, the teams that do, you know, teams like Miami and Florida State, um, I still feel like those teams have an advantage in the postseason uh, because they can match up with you on the mound and get those, that length of uh, their starters that a lot of teams don't really get. Aaron Fitt joining us. He, Kendall Rogers, and the crew at D1 Baseball do a great job. In fact, Aaron, uh, I think uh, my my advice to you would be to keep predicting series wrong because that's when you get the most yeah. attention, right? When uh, when you miss a series prediction, everybody talks about it, and uh, you get good press that way. 
<laughs> oh, we we love that. We love the uh, the, the official team, team Twitter feed. Let us know. Like last week, everyone picked Oregon State to beat Arizona because why wouldn't you? Uh, and and of course, the Arizona Twitter feed had some fun with us uh, well, over that one because Wildcats won that series. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's all in good fun. We love the predictions game. Absolutely, uh, Aaron Fitz joining us. Aaron, I saw Travis Jewett uh, no longer the head coach at Tulane. And uh, how about head coach openings uh, that you anticipate this year because. He here with Cliff Godwin. Uh, we start to worry anytime we see a big job open up that they may come uh, after Cliff Godwin. Do you anticipate any uh, any big job openings uh, at the conclusion of this season? Yeah, there will be some. There always are. Um, there's a few that I think could come open in the SEC. I, I don't like to speculate um, until they happen because we're talking about somebody's livelihoods here, and I just think it's a little disrespectful, frankly. Uh, so, I, you know, that's that's that's. that's Something for the fans to talk about, but for us, we'll talk about it after they come open. It'll happen. Uh, we'll just uh, we'll we'll talk about it when it happens. How about that, Aaron? Uh, how about the the new trend here of teams not playing games? Uh, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of travel issues uh, pop up, but uh, it seems to be uh, so teams won't hurt their RPIs and play against bad RPI opponents. What about this new uh, trend uh, across college baseball is starting to pop up? Yeah, and some coaches have been blunt about it. Like Jim Schlossnagel at uh, Texas A&M said, hey, you know, the committee has said that the RPI is something that they're going to use, and so why you know, why are we going to play a game that's going to crush our RPI in the midweek if we can if we can avoid it? And I don't blame them. Um, the system is broken and needs to be fixed. We should not have this, this incentive to cancel games. I mean, if you play a game against somebody who has a bad record and you, and you, you, know, you bludgeon that team, let's say um, – your RPI goes down. It's not really, it's not really an accurate representation of the kind of season you're having. Yeah. And if you play a game and you win, if you play one game against a bad team and you drop, it's, it's just not fair. It's not, it's, it doesn't really reflect how good you are or how bad you are. And so I, I just think that they need to figure out a better way to do this. I mean, 75% of the RPI formula isn't your own performance. It's it's the, your, your opponent's record and it's your opponent's opponent's record. So, I mean, you know, it just, it just feels broken it's been broken for years and now i think people are starting to to realize that hey there's a way around this and, and it's kind of exposing the, the absurdity of the system and so i hopefully the committee will be forced to sit down and, and take a hard look at the way they do things that's a good point maybe it forces the hand we had cliff Godwin on pirate radio live yesterday and he said he hates this trend and then he said if if i was in that position there where a game would hurt our RPI, would I think about getting out of it? Well, yeah, probably, maybe. So he acknowledges that uh, this is kind of the, it's not a it's not a good thing, but it makes practical sense, and there needs to be a change with it. Aaron Fitt joining us. Aaron, uh, what all do you have going on at D one baseball right now for the fans to check out? Uh, it's a great time of the year if you're a college baseball fan. Yeah, if you love college baseball, give us a look at d one baseballcom We got everything you need to. Follow the game, uh, you know, down the stretch and really in, into the off season with the coaching carousel starting up and summer ball prospects, all that stuff. But we've got projections, uh, 64 projections updated regularly now. We've got podcast analysis, uh, reporting from on site across the country. Give us a look at D1Baseball.com. Aaron, appreciate the time as always, man. Keep up the great work and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron Fitt joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. He says the Pirates are potentially uh, looking to go to College Park, Maryland, uh, play some baseball there. And by the way, East Carolina's best win this season, RPI-wise, was against the Terrapins of Maryland in the Keith LeClaire Classic. 
I hope uh, Cooch is healthy by then so he can pitch. Yeah, we've had some uh, success up there. He has as well. In those parts. Uh, that's a very good point, Chan Man. You are, if we're doing a plus minus board on you today, <laughs> I think you're creeping towards the positive. Oh, I'm creeping. <laughs> you had the mishap early with the 911. <laughs> the debacle. Uh, Roy McElroy, that part was a little shaky. You kind of you redeemed yourself by getting Roy the, McElroy by getting the uh, Tiger Woods group. You got that? Yes, yes. You had uh, some other good points in there somewhere. I, I did say that the best college football uh, on a Sunday was Tulsa, East Carolina, 2010. You had the Campbell coach's name, which was really key, and then added ballpark after said coach's name. Yeah. So uh, you know what. You're in the positive. Thanks, Tony Peterson. <laughs> and that will put, give you another point. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Good sports night. We will look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Tell you what's going on tonight in the world of spurts. That's on the way when we close out hour one after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Interbanks Home Builders Association presents Home and Garden Expo 2022 on Saturday, June 4th. And now's your chance to be a part of it. You can have a booth or be a sponsor of this new and improved exciting event to be held on Saturday, June 4th at Menchie's Coliseum. Indoor and outdoor exhibit space is available to accommodate everyone. And for more information or if you want to sign up, please visit Interbanks Home Builders Association's website at ibxhba.org. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, some Pirate basketball news. East Carolina has picked up a commitment from 2022 Ford Valentino Panedo. In the Hoist the Colors article by Stephen Igo, he calls him Valentino Eddie Panedo. So maybe he goes by Eddie. Uh, he is a Madrid, Spain native, six foot seven. Uh, he was, I believe, the gentleman with Mike Schwartz at Saturday's ECU baseball game, which oh. I, I saw uh, Schwartz there with the tall gentleman. Was he one of the people in that posse over at Sup Dogs that you saw? I don't know if he was in that van, that mysterious unmarked van <laughs> that day at Sup Dogs. It was uh, the A. Did it hell the being <laughs> of Eddie Panado, whatever his name is? Panado. Panado. Starting to get closer to even, Chandler. He's at even par already. Yeah, he just bogeyed. Again. <laughs> just don't hit the water. Just don't splash. I, I got it in the rough, but hey, I saved for bogey. It didn't look good from the start. Pinedo came to the United States and spent this past season playing for Sunrise Christian Academy in Kansas, one of the premier prep programs in the country. So um, he averaged 11 and 8, two steals in the 2021 Under 18 Spanish Championship. So he's played uh, quite a bit of basketball here, there, and everywhere and uh we'll join this pirate basketball team by the way uh 
good channel. Well, I was going to say he's six seven, and we needed to replace a six seven Ford that had left the program and now has joined Bryant. You're talking about the big shoes, the field that are Tay Mosher. Tay Mosher uh, committing to Bryant today. He will join uh, Doug Eddert, who was at St. Peter's during <clears> that <throat> long run. He was probably the most well-known guy on that program there. Uh, so I guess they, hey, made some contacts. Said, hey, how about we go to Bryant? Let's be some bulldogs. Let's be, let's be some dogs, and let's dominate. Enough in being that league. cats, right? Yeah. So this is the new banana boat. Uh, Doug Eddard and Tay Mosher. Tay Mosher. Is, is Kiss still there? He's there's no way. He I looked him up today. He's 25 years old. <laughs> okay. He's older than me. All right. So I'm I'm assuming that he will not be on the team <clears throat> next year. Man, that'd be cool if you were a D1 college basketball player. That would be awesome. I mean, that would us. be great. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, and I, I would enjoy that. You should have thought about that. Saw it today. Uh, Alexis Reyes transferred from East Carolina. He's going to Quinnipiac. 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 I always think about that regional. As do I. We had the uh, that closer on our show, the jungle guy. They said, I am the jungle. Yeah. And they came in and pitched good against ECU. And, of course, ECU ended up – that was a fun run, man. That was. That was a really fun run, uh, winning that regional. And that was the year they went to the Ville, I believe. And lost yes, to the Cardinals. that was not good. That was not fun. Not fun at all. All right, one game going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Sox leading the Royals 3 nothing. The uh Of the white variety. Chicago up on top of Kansas City. 3 nothing in the sixth inning. Coming up tonight, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. It is Miami hosting the Boston Celtics. They're expecting a low total with the total sitting at 204. And the Heat are a two-point favorite tonight. Thoughts? Mm, I really like Miami. I'll take Celtics. Miami in game one. Yeah, Celtics coming off a really good series win there, but I do like the Heat. I also lied to you people. I apologize for that. There are other baseball games going on. Diamondbacks lead the Dodgers 3-0 in the third. Mets have a 1-0 lead over the Cardinals in the third inning also tonight a couple of games in the stanley cup playoffs round two tampa bay at florida battle of the sunshine state and the blues against the avalanche avs are a uh favorite to win it all and they are a heavy favorite in this series against st louis i am finally all in with nba basketball playoffs it reaching the conference finals in the eastern and the western conferences but I will be at Clark LeClaire Stadium tonight, so I will not be able to see the Celtics <clears throat> heat. And I'm also ready for tomorrow night. You know, hockey's tonight, but now tomorrow night at A.J. McMurphy's, we will be watching Hurricanes second-round playoff action. And Canes. I, I am officially on the bandwagon. Canes, Rangers, game one, 7 o'clock Wednesday night. That'll be followed by the Battle of Alberta as Edmonton goes to Calgary to take on the Flames. That's coming up on Wednesday night. Wednesday night will also be game one of the Western Conference Finals. It'll be the Mavs at the Warriors. Luka versus Steph. That should be a whole lot of fun. So that's what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Take a timeout. Come back. When we return, we'll talk to former Pirate Trey Benton. Man, he is lighting it up right now, putting up some good numbers for the Lynchburg Hillcats. We'll talk to Trey about what is going right with his season. He's had to overcome some injuries and some 
bad performance, and he'll tell us all about it. Also talk some Pirate Baseball when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. Let's talk some baseball now with former Pirate Ricky James Benton better known as Trey. Trey Benton, who was a starter here at East Carolina, came out of the bullpen. Now he is closing down games for the Lynchburg Hillcats and having a fantastic year. And he joins us once again here on Pirate Radio Live. Trey, great to catch up with you again. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Clip. Thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. And uh, you're, you're doing great, hopefully, uh, in your, your off-the-field life. You're certainly doing great on the field and off to a fantastic start to this 2022 season uh, have not allowed an earned run three saves on the year 17 k's so uh what's what's led to this success trey you're pitching great right now uh how you feeling out there i'm feeling really good right now feeling really confident um you know a really good bounce back um from last year um i basically had a case of the yips last year just just really had no idea where the ball was going um and you know a lot of that came from you know coming back from tommy john surgery but um end of the season last year i got sent out to arizona to work with our pitching coordinator and you know i spent uh let's see august september and october out there working with him and um really got a lot better um felt like my old self again and took it to the off season and kept working with it and show up the spring training had a really good spring and just kind of carried it over um into lynchburg and feeling really good and uh really doing a really good good job of executing my pitches i'm just i'm just focusing on one pitch at a time and i think it's really helping um have some success early trey Benton joining us and trey uh, when i talk to you guys uh, you know injuries is a part of it uh when you play baseball and and that was part of your story uh, here in Greenville, and and part of your your pro story as well as you went into the pros, uh, coming off an injury. So, uh, you know how how have you kind of dealt with that? Is it more like mental than physical? Uh, with you talking about having the yips there, and and how have you uh, overcame all that to to be where you are today? Yeah, it's it's very. Um, it, I mean, it's very mental. Um, you know, I never thought about having a problem throwing strikes because I mean if, if you go look at my numbers at ECU like I never walked guys um and then you know last year I was walking probably up 1.5 batters an inning um but you know during my rehab process I was always thinking about you know coming back throwing harder um I wanted to be better because that's that's what everybody asked did you come back from Tommy John throwing harder um but you know I never thought about the side of just commanding the baseball and 
Um, I got out to an affiliate last year, and, you know, I don't think I was that ready yet to um, be thrown out in an affiliate, but uh, they sent me out there. They trusted me to send me out there and, um, you know, went out and felt great. Arm felt perfectly healthy, but just could not find the zone and, um, you know, had to go out there and work with my coordinator. And we were, it, a lot of it was just the, the mental side of baseball, um, just learning how to um, be able to clear my mind and, and make a pitch. And, um, you know, a lot of my off season, you know, it wasn't so much of trying to get big and strong and, and like a normal off season, I'm, I'm just focused on getting jacked and, you know, getting, uh, staying powerful. But, I mean, this off season really was just on the throwing side of things. I just wanted to go play catch and um, have a clear mind and, you know, just have fun playing catch again because last year, you know, throwing was probably the worst part of my day. You know, I would go out there and couldn't even play catch with somebody. It would just be miserable. And, mm. you know, this off season I lived with uh, Gavin and we played catch every day and it was just like old times, just having fun playing catch and working together and um, got a lot better, started feeling like, my old self where I could die up again and um yeah, just took it to the took it to the season and it's been feeling good, man. Trey Benton with some awesome numbers for the Lynchburg Hillcats to begin this twenty twenty two season. You mentioned Gavin Williams there. He has been pretty dominant uh in that Guardians organization and, and Shirley Rose does a great job of keeping up with all you minor league guys and uh, we're updating uh, daily on Jake Washer and Alec Burleson and Brian Packard and and all the guys, and uh, it's pretty fun to see. Trey, are you you kind of keep up with what's going on uh, with your former teammates as well? Oh yeah, um, you know we, we have a group chat. Uh, me and Agnos and Packard and Wash, um, and then uh, like Sam Lanier and Volve. We all talk about every day on that group chat, and then. Uh, Gavin and, and Seth Cadell, you know, we're in the same org. So usually after every game, we're usually FaceTiming each other and talking how, how each other's doing and stuff. So, yeah, we keep up with each other all the time, and it's good to see those guys have success. And even, like, guys like Jake rehabbing, you know, he's he's coming along great. Yeah, He's going to be really good when he gets back. So, yeah, we, we keep up with each other all the time. And, you know, it's good to see, you know, um, past Pirates going out there and, and doing good in the pros and trey i believe uh, i saw your dad posted uh you were able to connect uh with some friends and family when you were in kinston right to play the wood dog yeah. so uh what was that like being uh, back in eastern north carolina and uh who all did you get to see when you were here uh yeah i had some family come up um and uh, tyler smith came and uh haven't seen him in a little bit but he came and watched the pitch and it was good they got to see me strike out the side and get the save so <laughs> Good night, good night to be there and, you know, being in Kenton so close to Greenville. Um, you know, I had a, had a ton of people in the fans just, like, yell my name and give the pirate hook. And um, I even had some of, like, the – I even had some of the uh, Latin guys in our bullpen giving a little arg to the guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I had a lot of ECU fans there. And uh, it, it was cool. It was good to be back near home. And Trey is from a, a baseball family and a racing family, as we've learned. We've actually had his dad on uh, the show before to talk about the racing background of the family. But, Trey, uh, a couple of brothers playing at UNCW. We actually saw one of your brothers pitch against East Carolina this year. So there's uh, some more baseball guys you got to keep up with. Uh, your brother's down uh, playing with the Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're having a good year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I talked to Cody, talked to Cody a lot. You know, he was he – was, uh, I had a feeling he was going to come in and pitch that night, and they played at ECU. And I was like, "Man, 
if you can get through this, you know, I have no idea what it's like going to pitch at a school you were at uh, when you transferred, but I, I know he was um, – I know it was pretty tense for him, but um, it was pretty cool to see him, <laughs> see him go throw there. Um, but, yeah, they're doing good. Um, and, you know, families uh, traveling all over the place to, to watch us play, so it's pretty cool. Trey, uh, with the three saves on the year, and we saw you as a weekend starter here. We saw you come out of the bullpen as well at East Carolina – have they, you know, defined your role with the the Hillcats as the closer? Are you a, a bullpen guy, kind of a utility, whatever they need you to do? I mean, what, what's your defined role if you have one with the team? Yeah, I'm I'm a closer here. Um, when I showed up to spring training last year, um, I showed up as a starter, but my pitch, uh, like kind of my, my pitch profile, um, my coordinator told me it kind of profiles best as like a back end of the bullpen guy, maybe closer. Um, because when I came back from from Tommy John, my fastball has like a cut like a cut and ride profile to it. So it's kind of like my fastball. If you look at it from behind, it's almost like a Kenley Jansen type of profile. Hmm. Um, so you know, at ECU, I threw uh, sinker, changeup, curveball, slider. Um, now I'm just like four seam with cut um, and a curveball slider. So I don't throw any. When I came back from Tommy John, I don't have any feel for someone to change up anymore. So, um, you know, I just kind of get come out and uh, come out eighth, ninth inning and just kind of let it eat for an inning and out. It's pretty fun. But um, <laughs> I enjoy starting, but, you know, it is fun just coming out for an inning and, and getting saved. And I can kind of be a little bit more uh, crazy, I would say, out there. You, you know? got to take on that closers mentality. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like it. Um but yeah, I would say I'm I'm kind of a back end guy, closer type now with with just how my pitches play. And uh, yeah, we've got kind of the opposite going on here at East Carolina this year with C.J. Mayhew, who was looked at as our back end guy, who's now become a weekend starter and is pitching very well. And at East Carolina, Trey and Cliff likes to have two way guys. He likes to have guys that can do multiple things and. Uh, it probably helps prepare. It, it, I don't know if it, it stunts your growth from being a particular position or, or zeroing in in one particular thing, but it's probably nice that you get to do different things and, and kind of be a complete ball player that way. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, you know, when, when I got into football, you know, if, if I would never have relieved at ECU, I wouldn't have been ready to come out of the bullpen in pro ball. But um, when, when I transitioned to the bullpen in college – you know, I kind of got that that mentality of going out there and kind of being a bulldog, and um, every pitch matters, especially when you come in late in the game. Um, so that helped me prepare for this. And now, you know, as, as I get older and you get more wise, you know, you realize that every pitch really really does matter. And when you're young at ECU and, um, you know, you're straight out of high school and you go out there and you take some pitches for granted, and that's when you get in trouble. But – I think that's why I've had success lately is I'm really dialed in on every single pitch. You know, I know uh, one pitch could be the difference in me, you know, having a zero zero ERA or, you know, getting a couple of nukes that off of me. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me right now. I think that's, that's really why I'm having success is just really focusing in on each pitch, every batter, and not, not looking ahead. And it, it's not too hard to do that when you only have one inning to, to pitch. So, um, but, but yeah, like you said, you know, he's, he's got guys going in roles that they've never pitched in before. And, you know, with the culture there, you know, the guys have, they, they have a ton of confidence and I know Mayhew's a stud and, 
<laughs> it was pretty crazy him going out there and throwing a no hitter for nine innings the other night. But you, you never would think a, a reliever would go out there and do that. But, yeah. Yeah. He was. I mean, he was a starter coming in though, so he can go long. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool to see. I was. We were talking about that in the group chat. We're like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> and uh, and and Cliff, uh, he got after me this weekend, Trey. I said earlier this year, ECU, the ship had sailed on them getting an at-large and here they are mid-may right where they always are and uh and playing great and dominating the league and and what was it like uh being a player on ecu under cliff godwin trey because uh i've heard stories about how it, it got easier as time went on and you learn what it meant to be a pirate but i've heard from a lot of players that it was pretty rough uh, early on how, how about yourself oh yeah and especially with, with my freshman year you know that was the year we went um we were just above 500. Oh yeah, um, and that that was a tough year. That was the toughest year there, um, and the fall after that season, going into my sophomore year, I think that's why we were so good. Those uh, my last two years there, just because um, I think they like some of the the older guys might have got a little complacent, you know, with them winning and going to the super regional the year before, um, and then we got uh, we got humbled really quick my freshman year, but. Um, that, that's just the culture there, and I know I know Coach G's got those guys ready to play in the postseason. And I think that's what's matter. That that's that is what matters the most in college baseball, um, especially early on. You know, a, a lot of guys are writing them off, um, and you know now it looks like he's got them ready to roll into the postseason. And um, yeah, I think every all hands on deck. You know, they've got guys going in different roles. You know, I'm seeing like Carter Spivey and. Yeah, Mayhew and Sailor pitching different roles every time, and it's just you know finding a way to win. Um, and it looks like they're they're playing really good baseball right now, and they're gonna they're gonna be ready to roll when it comes time for the postseason. Trey saw another North Carolina native, Madison Bumgarner, uh, get tossed recently after getting his hands checked by the umpire, and it had nothing to do with what was on his hands. It was the umpire acting a little strange towards him, and Madison took a. Uh, exception to that and ended up getting tossed what about the minor league level or how much are they checking for substances and uh what do you need i mean is it a rosin bag and, and that's it like what, what do you use to to get your grip how, how much are they looking at that in minor leagues yeah so when when i come in the game if i'm coming in the ninth innings they're waiting on the mound for me when i'm coming in so they check me since the game's going to be over after yeah um if if, if if i do get the save the game's going to be <laughs> over but um they come and check me, and they just kind of touch your hand, make sure there's nothing sticky on there. But uh, when you go from Arizona in spring training to, um, to over in the East Coast, you know, it's so humid over here, uh, you really don't need anything to, for grip. You know, it, when guys were using sticky stuff before before it got banned, it was more for, for just gripping the baseball because a lot of these baseballs in pro ball are real chalky and it's hard to grip them and the, the seams are low. But, you know, for me, I just need, you know, just a humid air and a rosin bag if it, if it gets too sweaty. But um, that's one, yeah, that rule is just kind of, you know, nobody really uses any sticky stuff anymore, not that I've seen. But yeah. the, big, the biggest rule difference this year in, in minor leagues is, is the pitch clock. Um, it's, it is quick, very quick, 14 seconds in between. Um, and then, you know, if you, if you, don't, if you don't start your wind-up, before it ends, you get a ball called. So I've got a couple balls called on me hmm. um, this year, but that—that's the biggest rule change uh, to me. The, the pitch clock. Yeah, and uh, that, that's for the batter too, right? If they're taking too much time. So can it? Have you ever had a strike called that uh, because the guy wasn't in the box? Do they do that too? 
Yeah, I've had one strike called. They have to be like uh, ready and, and looking at the pitcher uh, with nine seconds left on the clock huh. before they get a strike called. But um, it, I'll tell you what, it does make the games go by faster. I think we had a game um, last week that was an hour and 50 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going about your day. You go by yeah. yeah. Um, also, I saw a major league pitcher this year, too, saying that major league baseball knows what they're doing and, and having these different balls introduced to the games. Do you have you ever noticed that pitching uh, in minor league baseball, where hey, this ball doesn't feel like the one I've been using this year, or is a pretty uniform across the board? Oh, I've, I've especially lately when when I've seen that on social media about the balls being different. If you really think about it, and you grab a baseball, there, there's the baseballs are all different. Like the other night when I was pitching, I got a ball that the seams were very low, hmm. and then I, I got a foul ball and I got a new ball, and it was. The teams are really high, like, and these balls are crazy. And you know, it's it's weird because your your pitches just play different with different baseballs. So um, you might throw a really good fastball with one ball, and you get a foul, or they get under it and hit a foul ball, and then you get a new ball, and you throw one. <laughs> you try to tell them to hey, throw that ball back in. I want that ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the deal is with that, but uh, I can definitely feel a difference in some of the baseballs yeah that's interesting trey benton joining us today uh lynchburg hillcats trey uh, what's your week like this week where are you guys this week uh we're heading out tomorrow morning to uh salem virginia which is the red sox all right this is already the third time us playing them so uh a month and a half in and we're we're gonna be playing the same team for the i would i think after this week we'll play them 15 times already Jeez, and uh, do you do you like the way the schedule set up Monday with the day off, and you know you'll be playing baseball throughout the week? Uh, they they made this change a couple of years ago. What, what do you think about the schedule? Yeah, I, I like it because you get all day every week, and um, you know the, the travel. You're just pretty much traveling on. If you, if you have a really long uh, trip, you'll travel on the off day, but. Most of the time, especially in our league, you know, we're not going really too far. Most of our teams are in Virginia or the top part of North Carolina. But we're just traveling on, like, Tuesday morning um, and then playing Tuesday night. So, I, I like it. Um, especially this league, travel isn't bad at all. I mean, I, when I get promoted to uh, Lake County at some point up there where, where Gavin's at, uh, their travel's a little worse and they travel more on the off days. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely like this schedule where you're not – you know, going on, you know, a three-game road trip and then going on another three-game road trip and then you might have, like, a little bit longer road trip and then you're, you're back home after a couple weeks. Yeah. I, I'm, I love it. Well, uh, well, good luck on that promotion, and uh, it's coming. We're keeping a, a follow, a Trey, and, and all the former Pirates in minor league baseball right now because there are a lot of guys getting it done. Trey, uh, good stuff, man. Thanks for joining us today. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Sounds good, Cliff. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Great catching up with Trey Benton, former Pirate, who is uh, doing a fantastic job right now. And uh, who knows, could be joining Gavin Williams soon as they try to climb the ranks there in the Guardians organization. And both of those former Pirate pitchers uh, are doing a great job from the same area, right, Chandler? That, uh, as we were talking a moment ago, Whiteville is kind of close to everything. Yeah, uh, Whiteville's about... 45, 50 minutes from where I'm from, which is the Salemburg, Roseboro, Clinton area. Gavin Williams is from the Cape Fear area, which is like Stedman. Uh, you know, it will be listed as Fayetteville, uh, Fayetteville, or at, as they say where I'm from, Fayetteville. 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 
Um, Mackenzie Gore McK- is Whiteville. Mackenzie Gore is Whiteville. And he is cousins with Gavin. I don't know about that. Did I make that up? That might be a thing. No, well, I told you when I went to the um, career day over at Wintergreen Primary, I met Mackenzie Gore's cousin. Okay. Who happens was to it be Gavin Williams? <laughs> no, it was not it Gavin was Williams. A giant third grader. <laughs> no, I believe he was a third grader, but he told um, me he was related to Mackenzie Gore. So, but you also have Mike Wright, uh, former ECU um, pitcher, and also played in the bigs for the Orioles and other teams. Um, that's from White. Currently with the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Yeah, baseball in the Dodgers and organization, then, uh, and then Trey's brothers, who are uh, one of them was here at East Carolina. Uh, you have Cole and Cody Bitten that are now on the UNCW's uh, baseball team. Was Turner Brown from Turner, that area? Turner Brown was from Whiteville. As a matter of fact, Turner Brown, Whiteville coach. He is their new head coach. Yep. Or yeah. coach in waiting, is, isn't it? Because I yeah, think their head coach is like retiring. A, it's like a John Shire situation. Yeah. Brett, uh, Brett Harwood, at, uh, who's won multiple state championships, most of them with Mackenzie Gore on the bump. Uh, he is retiring and is basically kind of showing the ropes to uh, former Pirate Turner Brown, who will take over the full duties next year. As Bryce would say, a plethora, a plethora. of talent in that area. Somebody let me know who are cousins out of that group, because I don't want to get that wrong. But somewhere there's cousins in there. Let me know. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We will switch gears and talk some hockey. Because all of us rednecks get riled up on some hockey this time hockey. of year. I want some hockey! Yes, sir. Second round hockey! A little redneck hockey going on at PNC Arena Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday. How about night. this? I was reading an article Wednesday on night. Twitter. Unless you have a North Carolina, South Carolina, or Virginia address, you can't get tickets to this game. Now, this has been done by other teams before. And you can't buy tickets directly from when they go on sale. But, of course, you can buy them on the resale market. But Yeah, I'm sure on the secondary. North Carolina, come on and raise This up. is a big deal to some. Not a big deal to others. But, yeah, I did see that. All right, we'll talk about the Canes and Rangers and the rest of round two when we return with our buddy Brooks Hill. Brooksy. That's on the way after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by first bank together with our customers we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive visit the first bank location on arlington boulevard in greenville for all your personal and business banking needs now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event well keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock quick scoreboard update boy ellerby had a smile from ear to ear when he saw that day baseball was on today because he there's said it. nothing like there's, day baseball said there's nothing better nothing better oh, there's nothing me. better I, in this world i cannot think I'm of sorry. one day thing better than kansas city hosting the white Sox. it's time for day baseball 
The White Sox have a 3-0 lead on the Kansas City Royals. Two on, nobody out for KC in the bottom of the seventh inning. Diamondbacks holding a 3-1 lead over the Dodgers after five. And the Mets blanking the Cardinals right now, 3-0 in the fourth inning. Those games going on right now on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubba. Dubba. For Braves fans, good news. Ronald Acuna Jr. finally back in the lineup for Atlanta as they take on Millie Walkay coming up tonight. All right, uh, there is some hockey going on tonight. Battle of Florida and also Blues and Avalanche. We'll talk about that. And the Hurricanes getting ready for their round two opener Wednesday night against the New York Rangers. Our buddy Brooks Hill, resident Kaniac, joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Brooks, good to talk with you again. Uh, Ready for round two? What's going on, Clipper? We're in the second round. Good things are coming, hopefully. Canes get through their marathon series with the Boston Bruins. It went seven, and uh, no team won on road ice. And I saw a lot of people going into that game seven, Brooks, comparing this to the Capitals series from years ago where the first six games went to the home team, and then the Hurricanes were able to get one on the road in Game 7 against Washington to advance. A lot of Canes fans were worried about a reverse situation from that. Uh, how about yourself? Did, didn't you, uh, did you go to Game 7 there in Raleigh? How nervous were you? I was there. Uh, I would say that, let's see, the game was on Saturday. Friday, I was thinking, uh-oh, like this is the same situation as the Capitals from a couple years ago that you mentioned clips. But I also told everybody, uh, you know, by the time I walk into the arena on Saturday, I'm going to be completely 180 to flip around and be all in on the game. And sure enough, they came out and played a typical home playoff game in Kane fashion and were able to come out with a 3-2 victory. Also saw uh, leading up to that game, uh, some people on Twitter saying, who will be the Game 7 hero? And listed some Game 7 heroes of Hurricanes past, and I... I don't think a lot of people, in fact, I don't think uh, almost anyone had Max Domi for the answer to that question. Great deadline, and, you know, not everyone's going to come in and score 15 goals after the deadline uh, going into the playoffs, and Max Domi has played on, you know, the second, third, and fourth line since he's come to be a Kaniac over from Columbus this year with the Blue Jackets, and he's got plugged in on the uh, bottom six boards this playoff series against Boston, but uh, boy, he didn't play like it in Game 7 on Saturday. I'll tell you that. Had a point in every goal scored first star of the game, deservingly so, and uh, I guess that's why you go out and you find a guy you like, and it might not be the flashiest guy, but hey, when push comes to shove, you gotta have somebody in the trenches and on the boards doing the dirty work, and uh, Max Domi was in the right spots at the right time, I suppose. Canes get through round one. Took them seven games to get there. They weren't the only ones. There were five game sevens over the weekend, and uh, it was fun to watch. After the Hurricanes, I was actually leaving Clark LeClaire Stadium, walking uh, back to the parking lot, watching the end of that game seven. And then later that night, uh, I caught some other action. Uh, Coming up tonight, it's game one between the Battle of Florida, the Lightning at the Florida Panthers, also the St. Louis Blues at the Colorado Avalanche. The Canes will play on Wednesday night, as will the Flames and the Oilers. So those are the series going on. When you look at Hurricanes, Rangers, Brooks, um, 
speaking of getting nervous, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of nervous energy here. I've seen a lot of people say that the Canes should just roll right over the Rangers, and I don't like the sound of that. That that doesn't usually happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know? No, anytime you think this is going to be a cakewalk, it ends up being something that's hard, grueling, maybe takes a little bit more time than what the fans would say is necessary. But, you know, the other team has professionals too. The other team has Stanley Cup aspirations. And the Rangers, you know, made the playoffs for a reason. They finished second in the division for a reason, only behind the Hurricanes. So you can't just knock them off. They're good enough to be one of the final eight teams remaining. But uh, I see where you're coming from. When everybody's big on the Canes, they're like, oh, the Canes can make this one quick, like get out of there in five and get on to the Eastern Conference Final. That's when things start to sit in. And uh, don't want to... You know, call back to ECU baseball like earlier this year when they were going through some adversity. But when everybody tells you how good you're supposed to be and everything like that, uh, sometimes I messes with you a little bit and you're trying to overconform to everybody else's perception of yourself and not what you guys can do as a team. Some of the things I've seen on the Rangers, Brooks, it almost sounds like that Canes team that that did beat Washington that year in the playoffs, and it was the first time they had been in the playoffs for a while, and everybody was just kind of happy that they they got through the first round, and everything else is icing on the cake, and the Canes ended up winning another series and going to the Eastern Conference Final. But is that where the Rangers are right now? I've seen a lot of their fans kind of saying, all right, this is uh, house money at this point. We got through the Penguin series, and whatever happens after this is uh, is just that icing. Yeah, I think the Rangers were in the midst of a rebuild. Uh, you know, they did make the playoffs last year after they got uh, Artemi Panarin coming over a couple years ago from Columbus. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, uh, you know, he's now a Vesna and a Hart finalist, so goalie of the year and MVP candidate. In the NHL, he had a tremendous season, so they got a good guy between the pipes that they're building off of and now building out, I would say. Uh, the Ben and Dad and Chris Kreider, 50-goal season. So they have some firepower. Uh, they're not a complete team, I would think, like Carolina is, but the argument on the other side for New York is the Rangers have a superstar in Panarin or Zabinijad or really Chris Kreider where – Hurricanes are just an even team. A lot of people in the national media don't give Ajo the superstar uh, label just quite yet. They're waiting on him to prove it. But uh, I think it is house money for the Rangers. They are ahead of schedule on their rebuild. But uh, it's uh, obviously a popular destination to play in Madison Square Garden, uh, the biggest sports market in the world, you could argue, to go play in Times Square and up in New York. So they're going to have some people join their team in the offseason, and I would say next year uh, they will be officially be done with their rebuild. Brooks Hill joining us. Brooks, the Canes had success against the Rangers in the regular season, right? Yeah, they did. They uh, won three out of four, and the only one they lost, it was a 2 nothing shutout uh, loss in Raleigh where the Hurricanes had 44 shots on goal and New York had 17. <laughs> uh a game that was completely dominated by the Hurricanes, but unfortunately they just ran into uh, the Rangers' backup goalie at the time. Uh, I want to say it correctly, Georgiev, I believe is how you say it, but just stood on his head all 44 shots and turned them all away. But everybody was like, Carolina dominated the game, and that's the one that you just think 
oh, you can't be upset about how they played. They did everything right. The goalie just, you know, was on one that night. Brooks, let's look at the other series real quick going on tonight. You've got Tampa Bay and Florida. Florida are home favorites in that game. And then Colorado, huge favorites at home against the St. Louis Blues. So how about those two series? The Avalanche are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. And then how about that Battle of Florida? Uh, Lightning Panthers, who comes away in that one? Uh, Well, first on Colorado and St. Louis, I think that would be a really good series. Uh, I think St. Louis has the firepower to knock down Colorado, uh, but I think Colorado will advance to the Western Conference Finals in that one. In the battle for Florida, Tampa and Florida, you know, it's been like 15 years since the last time they met in the playoffs, and now they've met in the playoffs two years in a row. And so it'll be a real uh, fisticuff battle. Uh, they're going to be hitting after the whistle every single time. Every time someone. Uh, stops in front of the goalie on either side. They're going to get into it. The referees and linesmen will have to separate them. So that part of the hockey game will be very entertaining. There's a lot of firepower on Florida. Florida has great offense, but uh, Tampa has Andre Vasilevsky, and Tampa is the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champions for a reason. So I think both series will be really great. I think I'm going to give a slight edge to Florida just based on their high-powered offense. They really don't have a fourth line. But uh, if you can get into a run-and-gun game with Florida, it's always going to favor the Florida Panthers. If Tampa can anchor down the defense and try to keep things at uh, under five-and-a-half goals combined between them, I think it points in favor of Tampa a little bit. Brooks, how about, uh, you know, if, is this the year Canada hoists the Stanley Cup? If so, it's going to be Edmonton or Calgary. How about that? That They have a, a rivalry, too. I believe I heard they haven't met in the playoffs since 1991, but that should be a fun series. Oh, yeah, Battle of Alberta is going to be a really good one. Those two teams really hate each other. Uh, Not a lot of travel between those two, just like Florida and Tampa. I think uh, Edmonton has the better team. Excuse me, I believe Calgary has the better team, but Edmonton does have one better player in Connor McDavid. One thing that I noticed in Game 7 of Los Angeles, Edmonton from the first round, is that McDavid was almost playing every other shift. And, you know, that's eventually that's going to add up on his body, and you don't know if that is going to be sustainable, that they can do that for an entire playoff series, or if that was just more of a one-game thing. But the, the more Connor McDavid is on the ice, the better chances are for Edmonton to come out and steal that series. Brooks Hill joining us talking hockey. Uh, let's get your official prediction for Carolina and New York. You had the Canes in six uh, against the – Bruins, and uh, of course they took that one to seven. So uh, you had the Canes, so I'll give you credit for that. How about this series against New York? I think this will be. I, I feel bad just going Canes in six again, but I realistically could see five. But then again, you never know how New York is going to start with that extra day of rest. I personally thought Cliff that the series was going to start today, and that was going to be in favor of Carolina having that extra off day where the Rangers were going to have to travel into Raleigh and then practice the next day. And I was like, oh, guys, that could play a factor, and the Hurricanes could get out to a one nothing series lead on Tuesday night. But I'm going to roll with Canes in six. I think it will be uh, similar to how it goes from last round, except I think the Hurricanes will take the game four. Uh, 
and I believe they actually will lose Game Five in Raleigh. So I say <laughs> do nothing to start, lose Game Three, win Game Four. I think they lose a close one in Raleigh Game Five, and then they finish it up at the Garden in Game Six. All right, there is the roadmap for the Canes to win in six. It'll be Wednesday night Game One, Friday night Game Two. They'll play uh, Sunday afternoon Game Three, and then Tuesday Game Four. It's every other day here in the uh, semifinals of the Eastern Conference. Brooks, great stuff as always, man. We'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll talk more Canes hockey with you next week. All right. I appreciate it, man. Let's go, Canes. There is our resident Caniac, Brooks Hill, ready for round two of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. It'll be the Canes and the Rangers. Game one coming up Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, PNC Arena. It is going to be rocking and rolling. Boy, Madison Square Garden is going to be jam-packed too it's going to be a lot of fun uh looking forward to that we'll take a timeout come back wrap up hour number two a couple of things i want to hit on a nugget on the pga championship which begins on thursday hv3 in action and something coming up tonight that i want to briefly discuss with chandler and cj regarding the nba we'll discuss that when we return on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on PRL on a Tuesday. Got Bryce Williams joining us. We'll play the five-second game with Bryce Williams. Something I thought of last night. Coming up. In so hour three. The, the game has been revealed. What is the five-second game? We'll see. All right. The name of the game has been revealed. Yeah. Because I was going to say earlier when Ellerby was on that you could, like you were saying, I, well, I don't want to give too many examples. I was like thinking, could you give what the game is without giving an example? We're going to have to, we're going to go around the room uh, to and name things, and you have five seconds to name it. Okay. And it's called the five-second game. All right. And, I like that. And we're going to do that. And I can tell you who is not a good contestant for this uh, for this game. <laughs> Bryce and it, Williams. And it's the guy that's coming on the show here in about 10 minutes, Dang. Bryce Williams. Dang. All right. A uh, couple Dang. of nuggets. Chandler, you may have said this, but I don't think you've said it. But if you did, I'd like to apologize. I might be pulling to Chandler. PGA Championship coming up Thursday. Do you know? Did you know that this man is in the PGA Championship? I did not say that, but uh, I am glad that we get to announce that the legend John Daly is in the field for the PGA Championship. I saw a cool, neat story, a funny story. Uh, Tiger Woods said back in 2007, 
which I think there was a PGA Championship that it was him, and it came down to him and John Daly. Um, I think they had to play a playoff hole. But anyway, he uh, he asked John Daly. It was like a like a hundred plus degrees into two, in the 2007 PGA Championship, and Tiger went up to John Daly and said, "Hey, John, JD, what? How many waters have you had today?" He said, "Well, I haven't. I don't have any water." He said, "But I've drank like 12 diet cokes." <laughs> That's just yeah. the, the life of John Daly. McDonald's and Diet Cokes. That was... Uh, and a pack of cigarettes. Almost as good as my Ellen story. But it was even better, actually, now that I think about yep. it. Uh, John Daly is in. Do you think they gave him the earliest tea time, thinking he might not show up? Well, it doesn't matter. I 8 a.m. He's had 8 a.m.? Yeah, he'll go out and party till 6.30, and he'll be out there ready to roll. And he'll be, uh, he'll be ready to go. Um... Who is the name of this guy? Is he the... Um, I don't know, but that's the guy that does, he announces the pick. Who's like, that guy, CJ? Is he the assistant to Silver? Yes. He does the... He announces the second round picks of every draft. can't remember his name. Uh, With the third pick... What do you think his title would be? The Charlotte Hornets. Assistant... Associate commissioner yeah assistant commissioner maybe that might work let's see if it's mark tatum i think that's it that's right that's right i think that's marky mark mark tatum so that's him that's him that's mark tatum so coming up tonight is the uh the lottery nba lottery yep hornets are involved hornets oh my gosh i was informed by this i was informed about this from my roommate who is a nba nut he said, hey, you know what the night is, right? I said, ECU Campbell? He said, no. What are you talking about? He said, the NBA draft lottery. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> I had no idea about this. I saw it yesterday because it um, it, it showed who was going to be representing each team. Representing the Hornets will be P.J. Washington. Okay. So I guess he'll be on the roster next year. Oh, P.J. Um, but anyway, I saw it. This is a good tweet. That would be awkward for him not to be on the roster next year. It's got a Mark. What do we say his name? Tatum. Tatum. Mark Tatum. Mark Tatum pictured uh, at the draft lottery stage holding a, a Knicks uh, banner uh, card, whatever. Okay. And it says his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's Knicks fans in his DMs already. Corey, Corey McGetty. <laughs> <laughs> that's good Corey Maggetti former Bobcat stuff. former Bobcat Corey Maggetti alright so uh, I think the Hornets are supposed to have like the 16th pick or whatever yeah, yeah. but maybe they'll get some luck we got I, some luck uh, was it the ball LaMelo year there was the we had the third pick and we were supposed to have the what 11th or 12th I mean I, I saw our buddy Halftime Steve out in the jungle over the weekend he asked me uh, what pick do you think we were going to have I also had Steve Hill ask me Wednesday night, what? Where the? Um, he actually asked me who we were going to pick. The question is, where is the Hornets going to pick? And I think it's going to be around that range where it is about every year between like eleven and fourteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but if the Hornets can then get we some can luck, get PJ Washington. Yeah, and the, if the Hornets can have uh, get some luck tonight, like we did a few years ago, got that third pick, got the face of our franchise, Lamelo Ball. Uh, we probably have what the lowest uh, odds. Well, somebody's going to get low. Every year, a team jumps up, yeah, right? It happens every year. So the probability. Now, what does this mean? Probability to get the uh, 
odds on getting the first pick. Um, Houston, Orlando, and Detroit, 14%. Followed by Oklahoma City, Indiana, Portland, Sacramento, the Lakers. Oh, no. Oh, it says this pick will be conveyed to either New Orleans or to Memphis via New Orleans. That's right. So it won't be the Lakers. Correct. Okay, so we don't have to worry about that. And then the Clippers, would it would go to OKC. To OKC. Uh, but San Antonio's in there, Washington. Watch out because the New York Knicks have a 2% chance. Corey Maggette. They're going to jump up. Um, we saw Cleveland get – I don't know if they were lucky on these or if they were just that bad. But they got Kyrie – Weren't they good when they got Kyrie, or were they not good? No, nah, that was, they were not good. That was one year after LeBron left, so okay. they instantly became the worst team in the league. They got Anthony Bennett. Didn't the Cavs draft him first overall right. one year? Uh, anyway, Charlotte has a 1% chance. Cleveland has a 0.5% uh, chance. What was the chances when the Hornets got lucky and got that third pick yeah i don't know but i felt like it was somewhat similar to this it was i don't know if it was one percent but it was like i I remember thinking like yeah it's not going to happen so who does the nba want to be good out of this group obviously the knicks you would have said the lakers but i mean they're they're going to new orleans so it's not like it matters spurs they want to give pop one more run they could but there's a lot more they have to do than just a pick sacramento yeah so uh anyway there are the uh the teams there was this i i asked my roommate this was this advertised uh, <laughs> at all because i i mean and it doesn't probably mean, it doesn't mean anything for someone like me who i i'm not that big of an nba guy well where uh, is it it's going to be advertised on nba playoff games that are probably on espn and you haven't watched them so yeah outside have of the game have y'all seen anything about it not as much as usual but i think outside of the games themselves you would see it advertised on like espn and stuff but i mean they've got the suns to talk about for the next week or so so they're good who uh who uh who's supposed to be the first pick cj um i don't think there is a consensus kind of like the nfl yeah but uh paulo is oh yeah probably who i'd lean to right now uh, i'm looking at a mock draft here jabari smith okay. from auburn Jaden ivy from purdue paulo from duke chet holmgren gonzaga fourth uh johnny davis hey it is nice to know some names in this draft yeah aj griffin from duke projected eight where they got the hornets they got the hornets 15th taking a dude from notre dame blake wesley and i have no idea who that is i'm not familiar with him. and there's a bunch of guys on that team that were like fifth year seniors yeah so all right uh let's take a break we'll come back when we return bryce williams joins us we'll go pirate radio outdoors time to play the game we'll play uh, a new game the five second game and more when uh big bryce is here for hour three we'll make you a winner as we'll open up the booty bag all ahead on pirate radio live back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oaks Wide Offerings of Products from Standard Conventional, Government, and Portfolio Loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Your Bud Light ECU report, Pirates in Action tonight against Campbell. Last midweek game of the season. Chan Man, you uh, going out there? Yeah, I'll be out there. All right. I was out there all weekend long, and I will be out there tonight. You're a jungle dweller. Man. I'm a jungle junkie. <laughs> and the content junkie, will you be out there with all your content? Absolutely. Catch me out there. Uh, posting. Cash you Cash you out Cash in the jungle. outside. <laughs> Actually, yeah. How about that? <laughs> and inside. And inside. How about that? <laughs> I, you are you on one? I'm on for one. hour three. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I'm ready to play this game. I, okay, relax, man. We're gonna get to it. Oh, we got games here. I, I thought of a game, Bryce. I like games. All right, <laughs> fun and games. Um, not love games, but games. Pardon me. I said not love games, but games. What about reindeer? We're not gonna games? play head games or love games or, or reindeer <laughs> games. Dang. We're gonna play a game. Um. But right now, we are in the middle of, we're right here in the midst of the Bud Light ECU report. Oh. And uh, the other news of the day, East Carolina has a new basketball commit, a 6'7 Spaniard. Eddie. From Spain, huh? A Spaniard from Spain. Named Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Valentino Pinedo. Pinedo. Six foot seven forward from Madrid, Spain. So we, you we know went what's, all the way to Europe, Europa, to find a college basketball player. Well, he came to the states last year, so he was in uh, the continental United States playing in uh, where Chandler, you may ask, Kansas Sunrise Christian Academy. Okay, but so we went all the way out to Kansas. Yes. Wow. And found a Spaniard. And Nothing then on the East Coast. He clicked his heels and said, I don't think I'm in Kansas anymore. Yeah. I'm in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. All right. That yeah. was that was good. Because yeah. I saw him Saturday at the bas- at the uh, baseball game with Mike Schwartz. Nice. The new head coach. Schwartz? Schwartz. Off of a Christmas story? <laughs> uh, what's that reference? Schwar- uh, that's when he uh, told his mom Schwartz was where he heard the cuss word. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure it was Schwartz. <laughs> Can anyone confirm that? We've been doing the, like, Schwartz. the, uh, what was the uh, reference? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Made Schwartz be with Everybody him. was doing that reference, and Bryce Williams has his own. You ever yeah. seen uh, Spaceballs? Yeah. It's around the same time as A Christmas Story. I've it's never 80s. seen it, actually. That is a um, a parody of Star Wars. Oh, okay. John Candy. Spaceballs. Rick Moranis. Hmm. Uh, funny stuff. All right. Um, I guess we'll get to the game. Do we have any other ECU news? Well, I saw um, 
Sneed got signed. Tyler Sneed uh, signed by the Steelers and uh, trying to get up with him so we can get him on the show here. But how about that, Bryce? It's, yeah. And we talked last week about these guys getting scooped up immediately after the draft, like yeah. Jaquan McMillan. But you said that you've been a part of tryouts before and and guys coming in later, and Sneed was not immediately picked up by a team, but guess he got one of those invites and uh, and, and impressed yeah, while he was there. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's exciting because for me, you know, I was able to get signed, and then obviously you go through rookie mini camp, and then there's guys who are trying out um, during that, which the shot of them really getting called back from what I've, saw, I've seen is, you know, few and far between. So for him to come – for him to get signed at a tryout, mm-hmm. um, that's great. I mean, I mean, that's um, all the uh, congratulations. There we go. Congratulations to uh, you know Tyler. I mean, I figure if someone would you know sort of see him, see how he practices and his energy, and just obviously the playmaking ability he has. Um, I don't think I don't think they you know got something got something in a good player with him and something to, you know some guy to scatter around. Yeah. Now. Go ahead, Shirley. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I just wanted to uh, confirm that it was indeed <clears throat> Schwartz that told Ralphie, <laughs> supposedly uh, told Ralphie that he uh, learned a crossword from, and then Schwartz subsequently got his tail. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, and the mom just basically oh. tore his tail up so on the he phone. The friend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ralphie yeah. basically sacrificed Schwartz to save himself. Yeah, yeah. Good, threw good call there. Threw him under the bus. Do uh, you watch that like every Christmas? Yeah, it seems to just happen. Yeah, it's like, I don't ever watch it, but it's always on. on we so put the marathon on, yeah. so it's in the background yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, whenever you did go through those r- rookie mini camps, was there ever like veterans? that we're trying out because I, um, I did see the carolina panthers now don't get mad i know you don't like the panthers uh, <laughs> and i don't blame you for that but the panthers in their rookie mini camp there was a name that popped up that was very familiar ryan switzer that mm-hmm. used to play at carolina was yeah. also a part of that list uh so was there oh, any kind wow. of veteranship there in that group uh dang, like this year yeah yeah this year wow because he's a year behind me or but dang oh, that's odd mm-hmm. but uh i guess maybe he wanted to go in for another week i mean like a few days and maybe learn the playbook but uh i don't recall having any maybe some because i went to patriots mini rookie mini camp and then seattle's <clears throat> rookie mini camp so that was my second year and then the third year i didn't do a rookie mini camp um but I think there was some like two two year guys, three year guys who were kind of bouncing around. Yeah, that that'll go and stuff. And um, I mean, it's good. You kind of get a crash course of the plays and everything to um, you know get ready for OTAs. Yeah, I thought it was very weird to see that name pop up there. So I just I, as you came in, I was thinking the and we brought up Tyler Sneed, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe you had had that similar situation. But yeah, that was just very strange to see. Oh yeah, like even it was fine. I thought it was just for rookies. Um, which I expect to at the Patriots. So then, like, I'm a second year. I'm thinking, oh, I got a year under my belt. Um, and then when Seattle was like, what? We, they saw, when they saw me, they're like, well, we want you to do rookie minicamp. I was kind of like, what? But, you know, it was fun to do, and I did well, and it was a uh, good time. I was looking at 2022 important dates uh, for the NFL operations, and unfortunately they run out in April. I wanted to see oh, what was geez. next. <laughs> So you've got uh, – it has the last thing is the draft. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the rookie camps. And so when are the the OTAs? Uh, the OTAs, I'm pretty sure, should be following up 
Um, rookie meeting camp was the last one. I think they should be sort of starting. Um, I think they got involuntary workouts around now. OTA should be starting either this week or next week. I mean, they should be fairly soon. Yeah. So you've got all that going on. And uh, I wanted to uh, to get the schedule. Okay, here's might be something. NFL offseason workout program dates announced for all 32 teams. So the Cardinals, for example, OTA offseason workouts May 23rd through the 25th, uh-huh. June 1st through the 3rd. June. Mandatory mini, ca- mini camp is mid-June. Mm-hmm. So there's another key date. Yeah, the mini camp thing. That's when like some guys wouldn't show up for OTAs, but they'd show up for the mandatory mini camp. All right. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's what's on the uh, the NFL calendar there. All right, Bryce Williams joining us. We've got Pirate Radio Outdoors later. Also, open up the booty bag, have a giveaway. But, uh, Bryce, I thought of a game we could play last night. I like games. And, well, it started with, like, just uh, we could play it here when you're not here, but, like, just all sports-related. But I thought we could go even outside the sports world. And I don't know how this is going to work because we've never played it. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. But I thought it, the five-second game where we're going to have a topic and we're going to go from person to person, and you can call out any person you want in the room <laughs> and, and throw them the next question. But just for an example, I think we'll, we'll just go very basic here to start and say name a... Cereal? Cereal's a, a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just, go, we'll just go any cereal. Okay. All right. Five seconds to think of one. You got five seconds to name one. Think of one and name one. Now go. No. Who's first? I'll start with uh, with Captain Crunch, and I'll say CJ, name a cereal, and then CJ after you name one, you say the person and say name a cereal, and we'll go around the horn a couple times here. CJ, name a cereal. Okay. Cheerios. Bryce, name a cereal. Waffle Crisp. Chandler. What? (laughs) Waffle Crisp. That's old. That's when I was like five. There's right. so many other ones. <laughs> Take your word for it. Wheaties. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what did you say? Waffle crisp. And then Chandler. All right. Uh, what? What question? Name a cereal. Shirley's over there. Oh, uh, Frosted Flakes. Wait, he already said Wheaties. Oh my God! All right. So we're gonna name. <laughs> Our, this is going spectacularly well. <laughs> I like that. That was a joke. Where Chandler, you got me. Yeah, you got. So Chandler, Bryce said, name a cereal. Okay. And I said, Frosted Flakes. Okay. Can yeah. I switch the question up? Right now, we're know. only going cereal. Okay. Just to show how the game's played. All right. Frosted Flakes. Shirley, name a cereal. Fruit Loops. Chandler. Whoops. You can say Could anybody. I go back to Chandler if you I wanted to? You can say anybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, clip. What? Is she just saying that? Now you okay? Now you had to. Did you die? No. I was thinking of changing the question. Okay. That's why I was. See, that's the thing. I thought we had to change the question every time because then I was like, I feel like we should have some overall topic. You have to go at least one time around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because you can go in any order you want. Me and Bryce could just go back and forth. Yeah. If okay. like I'm it trying to get him yeah. out. And when you say just you just say a name, you don't have to say. Hey, we can go until the pressure. Gets it will get tougher as it out. will get tougher. Yeah, we can go until the pressure gets to somebody and they can't answer. That's what I'll say. Yeah, right. you're out. But yeah. can we just say yeah. just the name rather? Than you have to remember what everybody said because if I said because right. if somebody time. brings up 
Somebody Bam, says one a second time, you lose. Hold on, hold on. One at a time. Oh, my here. bad. You know what I'm saying? So what are you set, saying, Bryce? So I'm saying, since we already know we have to name a cereal, we just say, Right, but. Frosties, surely. And then, like. But oh, yeah. as the game, as we pick a new topic. Right. It could be the question can change. So there has to be an order so we know everybody goes? No. Oh. There is no one. No. So we, like we, we like to live life in the fast lane here at Pirate Radio. <laughs> All right. For example, I say we do this. That was a preseason exhibition game. Okay. That, was, that went well. That was the Hall of Fame game right there. And, and it, goes, yeah. it goes a <laughs> lot like those front. games. It didn't go well. So now let's do movie or TV shows, and you have to say that starts with, and you decide what letter you want to ask. Okay. So I'll okay. ask the first one. Okay. And I'll say Chandler, name a movie or TV show that begins with the letter S. Um uh Shit's Creek. All right. <laughs> you did not cuss. That is the name of a show. Okay. Uh CJ. Uh-oh. Name a show or a movie that starts with the letter B. Back at the barnyard is the first one that came to mind. There it is. <laughs> it is perfect. All right. Wow. Clip. Uh, show or movie that starts with R. R- run. R- <laughs> R- uh, R- river runs through it. Ooh. Good Lord. Wow. What? That was like a category. like double word. River. Shirley. TV show or movie that starts with the letter B. Bad Boys. Hmm. Oh, I could have said Bad Boys. Chandler. TV show or a uh, movie that starts with the letter L? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. He gone. That five seconds, I thought it seemed long, but I guess when you're... Mm. Shirley, your, uh, your question again. Same question? Different person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bryce, movie or TV show with the letter M? Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Well done. Yeah, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like he really accomplished something. Jeez, <laughs> he's excited. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Price, you're sweating. <laughs> risky. I feel like I got a gun to my head. <laughs> Whoa. Keep it going. Your turn. Let's go. Oh, it's my turn. Come on, Bryce. Oh, we were talking. Uh, this is like you at Virginia Tech when you scored a touchdown <laughs> hey, and didn't go out there for that. Celebrate. Oh, yeah. Hey, Clint, movie that starts with the letter Q. Oh, Whoa. That's tough. Queen's Gambit, Netflix. Wow. Oh, now, you that said was movie. Movie or TV show. It's movie yeah. or TV okay. show. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Shirley, movie or TV show starts with letter H. Letter H. Uh, hackers. Man, man impressive. Good. A movie or a TV show, uh, CJ, Uh-oh. with the letter V. Whoa. Ooh, I know that one. Uh, Victorious. Uh, mm. All right. Yeah, good one. Chandler. It's, it's out of the game. I'm out of the game. Uh, oh, okay. We'll so reset. you get one wrong. Yeah, we're reset. I'm, out of, I'm out of this round. We'll okay, reset in okay. a moment. I got you. All right, let's go clip. <laughs> movie or TV show, letter uh, H. How I Met Your Mother. Dang. Oh, good one. Bryce, movie or TV show that starts with the letter W. Uh, Wonderland. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah, Wonderland. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Something about an amusement park or something? Or an... Yeah. <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> All right, let me Google Let's it. Let's go with Gotta it. Google and see it. Make sure we, we got you might it. Be it's out. Corral. You might be with me in the... Uh... Yeah, the, we're in the... 
crap pole. Yeah. Crap Wonderland. Pole. Let's see. Movie? Yeah, yeah, here we go. 2003. Yes. Drama, crime. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? Wonderland. Wow, you get credit for it. That is the wildest guess of someone who did not know what that movie was. Val Kilmer, Kate Bosworth, Lisa Kudrow. Uh-huh. Right, oh, yeah. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce, you're in. Okay, Shirley, movie or TV show that starts with the letter N. N. Um, no holds barred. Jeez. Uh, clip. Movie or TV show that starts with the letter C. Can I? Can. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Ten. All right, so that leaves Bryce, Three. CJ, and myself. All right, y'all Jeez. go for it. You. Surely. Oh, is it back to me? Yeah, you asked them the question. Okay, Bryce, movie or TV show that starts with the letter Z. Zombieland. Oh, wow. 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 Okay. All right. Well done. Well done. Dang. Well done. CJ, movie or TV show that starts with the letter C. C. Cash Cab. Dang. Oh, oh that's I a good know. one. I, I love, that show. love that show. Wow. All right. Back to Bryce. Uh, movie, TV show, letter E. Enzyme. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me you, CJ. Me and you. A young girl's journey through science. (laughs) Everybody in in Studio A is out. Studio B, the showdown. The battle Uh, of the B. Championship goes to three seconds. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to count down into the mic, too. Oh, that's hard. Who asked the last question? Was there a sudden CJ was the last one. Okay, so I asked Shirley? Yes. Yes. Okay. Move your TV show, letter P. Three. P. Two. Oh, Private Ryan. Sa- oh, crap. It's saving Private Ryan. It's saving Private Ryan. <laughs> CJ's the winner. But oh. is there, isn't there a sudden death? No, once you say it, that's locked in. Uh, not well, I think. Because he doesn't get a chance to answer in three seconds. Well, I, I think we should move on to a new topic. Yeah, let's move on to a new topic. Go, go. Private Ryan, comma, saving. <laughs> that was try. the first thing that popped into my head. It's, I just went for All right, it. CJ, yeah. as the champion, you God, pick the next tough. topic. Right. And it can be kind of broad or, you know, narrow. I feel like pirate radio listeners are in their cars or whatever, and they're going, Dah! I bet they're Playing yelling. along. They're that, yelling. That, oh, they're screaming at the radios. Oh, for God's sakes. How did yeah. you not know this oh, one? Oh, yeah. Googling Wonderland. Wait till you're under fire. Private Ryan, <laughs> comma, saving. <laughs> Enzyme. All right. <laughs> I, I want to see Enzyme. <laughs> I loved Wonderland. And you're like, oh, the movie with that. The first thing like, I thought of know. when when uh, you said E was Encino Man. Oh, gosh. That's a that's an old one. Yeah. Coach Carter. I should have said for C. Yeah. I still can't think of one for. CJ, what's your thing? Pro- professor. Um, you want to do oh, athletes? That's the nutty professor. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Go. What? Athletes? Very general. That's a very general topic. Uh, how about name uh but you can say name uh a player that oh. plays this sport with the letter or something like that mm, okay to narrow it down okay an so, athlete that plays basketball an athlete that plays tennis whatever okay so we'll do shirley name a football player beginning with the letter t past or present 
No, any, what league? NFL and college? Anything. Oh, okay. Because uh, Terrell Owens. All right. Uh, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Uh, name a baseball player mm-hmm. <laughs> whose name begins with the letter B. Barry Bonds. B. Ooh. Well done. Okay. Oh, I'm up. Clip. Yeah. Name a. Tennis player that starts with the letter <laughs> S. I guess Sirs. 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 I said S. No, no, no. For Serena, I figured you'd I'm out. That didn't take long. I'm out. I like the way you play. Dirty but fair. That was like very like Serena. All right, Bryce. Okay, Chandler, name a name a soccer player of any gender <laughs> with the letter M. Oh, uh, 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 Jesus, uh, soccer player, <laughs> Mia Ham. I mean, I, that was a long was five was long. Sorry, you know what? I was not counting, but uh, it was yeah, too late. That was five. <laughs> sorry, first, I was not are counting. We first and last name, or? It, you, this game uh, sucks. I, I would think first. Last I would week, think uh, first. Uh, thinking why how we're asking the question. Yeah, yeah. I would think it would have to start with the first. But in that yeah, case, you yeah. could have said like Maradona or. Oh yeah, I was thinking first. Man, I'm Ma- knocking Ma- people out left and right. All right, we'll keep it going. It's okay. Who's <laughs> not answering? I guess. Uh, Please C- don't ask. Well, me. Oh, it's no. down to the three of us. Yeah, CJ. Let's see. <laughs> Name oh, a. Bryce is on a power trip. Here. <laughs> He's gonna say a lacrosse player. Name a swimmer that no. <laughs> starts with the letter M. Uh, Michael Phelps. Okay. okay. I'm going to be fair. Okay, that's okay. good. That's good. I will say Bryce is trying to lob us. They're very difficult balls to hit, but they are softballs. Yeah. Were you going Mia Ham there? Or? Yeah. yeah. I was going, going, going Mega Rapino, but... Yeah. Serena Williams. Yeah, I know, I know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right, CJ. All right, Shirley, let's go baseball player, letter S. Oh my God! Uh, I'm out. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Uh, my brain just went completely right. blank. I was Stand thinking Stan. I was oh like, Who's, is there a guy named Stan? Steve. Stan the usual. Steve. All right. Steve Harvey. All right, Bryce. Football player, past or present? Letter. Uh, let's go B. Not you. Barry Sanders. Okay. That's how it's done, folks. My goodness. Okay, CJ. Let's go with a basketball player. And, you know, past or present, starting with the letter L. L. Luke Kennard. Why is that who came to mind? I was was going Larry Bird, but okay. Dang, I was was thinking of a trail spree. I wish it was a three second round. All right. Lester Lewis. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. Was that more than three? Probably. Bryce wins. (laughs) Woo! All right. There you go, Bryce. Uh, All right. You want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one one more round. All right, one more round. Uh, Bryce, you get to pick the overall oh, overarching okay. topic. Well, we're good. We've done athletes. Let's go. We'll just go um, college uh, mascots. I think that should be pretty fair, right? College mascots. So what do we... Okay. With the letter. We just pick a letter. 
Okay. Like just like same thing, just college mascot. All right. So you you All asked right. the question. We'll give a clip. College mascot that starts with the letter letter B. B. Bears. Cow bears. You could have just said bears. Yeah, but you don't have to. Sp- you can just say a word. Who's? Do you spe- oh, not no. specify? Yeah, who's? No, I mean. I would you, think like the college. No, at mascot. It it will start with the letter. The, letter. the university. Yeah. You can you can yeah. reference the university, but the mascot has to start with the letter. Yeah. Bears. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Cal Bears. Cal Berkeley. Oh, I thought he said cow. I thought he C-O- said cow too. C O W bear. Cow bear. <laughs> you don't know what a cow bear? I shot one. There's never yesterday. enough of it. A cow bear. You yeah. need absolutely more cow bear. The yeah. cow bears. <laughs> Did I play right? Yeah, cow. Yeah, cow. Right. Cal Berkeley. Yeah, that works. CJ. Okay. Uh, mascot that starts with the letter R. R. Uh, Raging Cajuns. Mm, oh, wow, well done. Good. Well done. All right. Uh, let's go Shirley. Mascot with the letter N. Uh, is there one? That's I don't know. Nittany Lions. That's who I was oh, thinking. Nittany Lions. Oh, wow. I yeah, wouldn't have, that's a good that one. would have never crossed my mind. No. All right, CJ. All right. Uh, Chandler, let's go letter uh, T. Uh, Tigers. From too what? easy. Uh, let's go. All right. Let's go. Bryce. Mm. Letter. College mascot. The letter. Why? Yale Yaleman. I don't. Yale. Now you, you have to have one, or you're out too. Did you just make that up? There has to it's be no. One. There has to be a mascot in existence. Ah, there is one. There is one. Mm-hmm. All right, young man. You're in, but you're on thin ice. Do what you know buddy? one? Uh oh. See. <laughs> you don't even know the answer he should be out for that no you're out i'm I'm gonna let him in this time but oh come on that's not fair i know that's not fair what is one yellow Yellow jackets jackets. i didn't know we had a line you can't do it well i mean but you're still in you're in you're in oh yeah georgia tech yellow jacket all right you're up um (laughs) Let's go. Wait. Q. Oh, okay. Uh, Shirley. No, she's out, oh, too. I'm out. CJ. Chandler, get it together. <laughs> CJ, the letter. Now I got to think. <laughs> you're, you're out. You're out. You're out. You're out. Me no, the letter C. You are out. C. You're way out. Uh, you should have been out before. You're out now. I'm still in. I answered. All right. Uh, CJ, it's me and you. Are you serious? Uh, yes. I'm still in. I answered. No, I gave a, I gave a damn question. It was not answered. I just asked another one. C. You just asked another one? It took you way more than 25 seconds to ask another one. I said I got to think of one, and I did. C. CJ. The letter C. Oh, are we actually doing CJ, this? CJ, the letter C. I thought you said he was out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be out. He's, he blew a fuse. Thank you. the letter Y. CJ, another chance. C. That's the sound of this bit going straight into the right, ground. Taylor, ask me. All right, clip. Hurry to hell up. <laughs> Clip the letter A. Anteaters. Oh, God. 
Jesus. Cal, uh, one of the Cal schools. Irvine. Irvine is the Anteaters. All right, Chandler, D. Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rocky first day of the five-second game. I like that game. I think we can grow from this. Oh, for sure. I I mean, and there's tons of topics we can do. Food, music, uh, cars, like anything. It's like categories. There you go. Yeah. Uh, just with more people little, getting angry. And <laughs> All right. And we didn't really have a fight there. We almost. <laughs> Chandler. Chandler. Chandler was all too nice. I was just like, I didn't even think about. I was just throwing a letter out there. What's well, gonna be? Like, I'm gonna get everybody. I'm gonna go Z, Y, U, and I'm gonna win this game. You gotta have a game to play the game. Oh man! All right. Uh, speaking of games, let's uh, open up the booty bag and play a little game here. <laughs> oh. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. If your name starts with the letter, <laughs> uh, we'll let everybody, I guess, have a chance. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. All right, that can be yours if you are caller number... Nine. Nine. 317-1250. More to go. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Jeff Worthington of Winterville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alright, that was a great example of what happens when you try to do something fun and play a game and it ends with up. no set rules, which we've already <laughs> learned with two pulls. This one where it's going to be organic. We're learning on the fly what the rules should be, how it should be played. No, but I like that game, and we learned from that game, and I learned from that game, I and did. we'll be better going You're forward. You're learning the alphabet. Redbeard yeah. <laughs> says rounds should be five or six questions, then a new question after that. If you're out after three times total, you're completely out. Uh, no, go play with your own people. Yeah. Right you're out of here. Mm. Right, Red Beard, you're out. You're out. You're outlaw you're pool. Out. out. Out of the game. Uh, that was fun. We'll do it again with hopefully more set rules and uh, everything will go a little smoother next time around. Uh, but we're all learning it from the ground up at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Bryce Williams, uh, have I asked you how married life is? We did last week. Yeah, yeah but it, I need uh, an update. Over a week. Are you still married? We're still married. It's good. Congratulations. Um, hey, look, a lot you. of marriages don't last these days. So that's good to hear. I know. So, uh, yeah, it's going well. Um, Have you had your first married argument? No. It's too early for that. You've only been married, what, a week and a half? Yeah, oh, yeah, only a week and a half. Um, still. I mean, Go home and play this an game with Anna and see if y'all get in a fight. Yeah. It is. It's categories. Cause <laughs> and let me go play with you. Honestly, I win all the time. 
and it was um, words that was like, I think it's like sound or foods or something. And I wrote down a lamb sandwich. <laughs> lamb sandwich? Yes. And her whole family went against me and said, that's not it. So I Googled it. And wouldn't you know a lamb sandwich? And they still didn't count me a point. I'm like, you got it. Wow. Me. Yeah. There's proof. Yeah. They, uh, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Y'all are good to go. We're good to go. Do you do any hunting? Fishing over the week. So I find, you know, I've been on the whole midst of the whole boat repower. Oh, here we go. And I finally got it back Saturday. And man, is it wonderful. I go from 57 miles an hour to 64 now. And uh, just better controls. Is that here. a noticeable difference to you in mm-hmm. the boat? Yeah, you start clicking up in the 60s. You're moving pretty good. Okay. Um, so yeah, about mid 60s, mid to low 60s is what she's running now. Um, my controls are better, like my binnacle, which is like the throttle is, you know, electronic electronic controls. Um, so that shifting's easier. You know, it's power steering is a dream. Um, it's great. We took it out. I took it out Saturday for like test run, and then we took it out Sunday again out around Little Washington and everything, and you know, hung around Wichards Beach and stuff. So um, we were on the boat today, a oh, lot this weekend. So it was a good time to finally. I mean, I've been on a boat and. Jeez, I mean, I've been, it's been six, seven weeks, I think. So is that just joyriding? Yeah, just cruise, just cruising, right. listening to music, and then anchoring up and, you know, getting on the beach and stuff. Um, so, you know, it's... Do it's you a, do any fishing from that boat, or can't, or you just, is that just for On pleasure? those days? No, no, like, can you, or will you, eventually? Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same boat I've always had, but okay. that, that was just a leisure day. That wasn't leisure. A, that wasn't Tenful. a fishing day. Tenful. Yeah, I'm ready for a fishing day. It's been that's been a long time coming too. All right, so uh, Bryce out there just cruising, just cruising, not too far. Got to save the gas. You take the uh, took the dogs out there, right? Took the dogs yeah. out there. They love going on the boat, swimming, running around. Now, what it's kind of dogs do you have? Golden noodles. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful dogs. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're. They're my boys. They're my pals. They're the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we at as far as hunting, fishing? Like, what's uh, prime time so in May? There's, at least in North Carolina, hunting's done. Turkey okay. season ended actually the weekend of my wedding. Yeah. Uh, almost two weeks ago. So that's over. So now it's fishing. Um, shit, think offshore. Now Jay's Jay. Jake is catching um, some big gray trout. Um, of course, you can still catch your, you know, your your redfish and your trout, you know, inshore and everything. Of course, you know, can sort of offshore, but you're mainly the inshore stuff. So, um, really, just working on that, your inshore stuff. All right. So uh, last night I ate some flounder from a seafood establishment. Oh yeah, flounder's good. That, was, that, that was good. That season will be in in August, but only you only get like, I think. Well, I think they've extended it to. Is it a month? Maybe not quite. A month, maybe, I think, now. You only get one a day. Can you believe that? One a day. One. Man. All that preparation for one. But, you know, it's good. good uh-huh. So, Chandler, do you have a question? Well, I did have a question, but it's not outdoors related. But I will ask you, when is it? Is it the Blue Rock? Big Rock. Oh, big, yeah. Big Rock. That is um, are Are you going to participate in that? You know, I don't know. I've actually been pondering that because I've been seeing it and... <sighs> It would be awesome to be on a boat to catch one and be around it, but something about the bit, those sport fishing boats. I mean, maybe if I took some medicine beforehand, like the night before, <clears throat> maybe I'd be all right. But 
something about being on being in the sport fishing in the cabin and not really be able to see all around me like you just have the back of the boat messes with me a little more so than just being on a big center console i don't know um because i because last time i went it was i mean i was feeling terrible the whole time um i don't i'm gonna ponder that and if i do i'll definitely be taking some medicine the night before and hopefully that works and if that doesn't work then i'll probably won't ever get on a sport fish again all right looks like the captain's meeting is friday june the 10th there is a reception party and then i guess that means the tournament begins on the 11th i think so that sound right i think it's a week it's a week tournament through the uh saturday the 18th and then the awards brunch on sunday june 19th yeah so that is the schedule for the 2022 big rock Rock. and now that we've seen michael jordan there will celebrities start to infiltrate the big rock i'm actually very yeah that's very and like kid rock comes yeah and i don't know Anything who else Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock D Rock. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm sure we got I mean, even like there's probably several more like music mu- musicians that uh like to fish. I mean, it'd be cool to have like a you know Luke Combs out there. Mm. You know, I'm sure he, you know, fishes offshore. I mean they have a bunch of guys. So that would be cool. Get some other uh, former athletes out there. Yeah. Luke Keekley's not doing anything now. He's a big fisherman fish. too. He loves yeah. to fish. Yeah, fish, hunt. Big trout uh, fisher. You ever do like trout fishing? Mm. Well, speckled trout. I do mountain trout. He does mountain trout. Mountain trout, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that'd be fun, but I like it over here. It's right now. I mean, I'd go do it if someone offered me, but I'm not around them parts. I ain't from around from here, you know? Yeah, we don't like your kind around here, boy. <laughs> All what's right. Your, what's your favorite fish to catch? Mm. Great ah. question. Nowadays, mm. catching a redfish on topwater is quite fun catching a big trout's pretty fun but something about a, a big redfish on top water is pretty fun like in you know, a slot red you know or you know over over slot which is like 27 or 28 slots somewhere on there but probably redfish because they fight pretty good um i mean i love trout fishing because they fight good but redfish have a little more butt to them i guess you can a little butt, okay. A little butt. I didn't know if I could say the A word. A little, yeah, a little ass to it. Got my ass to it. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know what I'm asking here, Bryce. You ever been in uh, to the streams? Not necessarily rapids, right? But oh, like right. where why, the fish why, are like coming through, jumping and stuff. Oh, like in the stream? Oh no, I've never been like up in the mountains. Doing is that, that where that is? Okay. So yeah. that's like a mountain stream, and you got fish. Yeah, coming fish coming through. I mean, I've done like a long time ago, but it was just like a normal stream like you kind of see on the side of the road in the mountains like a small maybe it's about as wide as the building mm-hmm. and then sure yeah. shallow waist deep ish knee deep right catching little 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 trout what do you you catch those like with the net or something right or are no you, you like you i mean obviously people fly fish for them but i just oh, yeah. use like a small like ultralight reel okay and it's like a little it's like this little berkeley worm i mean it was like but you're in the water mm-hmm. yeah yeah I and mean, you don't want it obviously you don't want to cast because obviously when you walk all this you're stirring up all the sediment so you obviously don't want to like walk downstream because you're fogging up you want to walk upstream to sell the clear water and you got to be sneaky about it too so this time you know the trout like to hang out like if the water's coming over this like there's a rock coming over it it's coming over there it kind of creates a little pool and stuff and they can ambush things so you just sort of Mm -hmm. it's pretty neat 
There you go. Pirate Radio Outdoors, Bryce Williams. Let's take another break. We'll come back and uh, might throw Bryce a few questions from yesterday. A new week of questions that we asked our ECU baseball players and uh, might have some weird ones for you. We'll find out if Bryce would rather explore deep space or the deepest parts of the ocean when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visit beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Bra. All right, Bryce. Speed round here. Don't say flying. What would be your superpower? Because everybody said flying. Did they? Yeah. Um, not mind reading. I would not want to do that. Um, I would go, I guess, supersonic speed. <laughs> Fair enough. Then, you know, get... I would go. I was going to have to worry about traffic. Yeah, I was listening to these questions this week. I think I would do teleporting. Oh, that's boom. a good idea. Oh, yeah, instead of back? instead of doing the speed, you could just get right there. I want to be at home. Bam. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can I change mine? Sure. I want to. Um, teleporting is very good. I think I would do that. But since Chandler chose it, I want to be able to. Uh, was it telepathy where you can uh, move things? What's it called when you uh, can move things with your mind? Telekinesis. Or I, make that I think I would. I think I would do that. Just call it the force. Well, yeah, you the want force. the force. You want the force. I want the force. Right. Yep. Bryce, uh, this one's tough to think of, but if you, what what is the most useless talent that you have? So, for example, Ryder Giles said he was the best uh, out of anybody at picking up pine cones. He said his method was better than anybody's. Uh, Clip said that his was throwing things in a trash can. Throwing things into the other things. That's pretty good. Clothes into a hamper. Oh, that, trash that into that a trash good. can. Um, I would say I'm fairly good at that, but if that's all, I'm gonna think of something else. Um, my best useless talent. Mm. That's kind of tough. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, I feel like I can make pretty good uh, scrambled eggs, pretty good eggs and omelets and stuff. <laughs> My man makes man, good eggs. You I can flip have out. talent. Yeah, because I can flip the, you know, when it's eggs is out in the pan, I can flip it pretty good. I would say that. Uh, Bryce, speaking of eggs, earlier in the show, you have a talent of adding on to already good foods. You said when you have a sausage yeah. dog... You like to throw a fried throw egg? A, throw a fried, like a scrambled fried Scram- egg. Like not Man. just chopped, chopped egg, but like just that scrambled egg, but it's all one piece. Yeah. Know? And on then a, maybe the, wrap it in the sauce. Damn, that sounds no, that's, Yeah, put it on a dog. But I get the fresh link dog. I like that better than the smoked. Uh, that's, um, I do as well. And uh, that's from CD. God, it's, I could eat. I'm hungry. All right. Um, you have a boat. What is the name of your boat? Because this was, if you had a boat, what would you name it? I don't have a name for it. The, yeah. the, I have a, it's a blackjack. Is the name like the 
make of the boat, yeah. model, whatever. I guess Slim if 80. I didn't, that was actually pretty good. Uh, I guess I could go after my. Uh, I guess I could do like two dudes, as in play on words on like doodles. Since my. Uh, <laughs> that, dudes. All right. Just hey. ma- just make sure you have those doodles on that boat every People time. People would. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> People be two maybe dudes. taking that a different way. I guess I could just do fine. dudes. D O O D. Yes. Dudes. For doodles. Dudes. I guess. That's just off the top of the head. All right. And finally, Bryce, how many phone numbers do you know by heart? Off the top. Mm, pop, uh, I would say I at least know 10. Yeah, I put it around I think 10. 10. Immediate family. Yeah. And a few others. Yeah. There was one more that you're talking about uh, exploring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep space or the deepest parts of the ocean? Um, I think I'm going deepest parts of the ocean because at least I'm still on Earth. You know, at least something happens, I could potentially make it to the surface. You swim to the top of the water. You go, I mean, you imagine something goes wrong in space, bye bye. And then you're like alive. Well, I guess unless you. How terrifying would that be if you're just floating out in space? And you're seeing Earth and you're just going away. And it's getting darker and darker yeah, and darker. I'm going deep space. Redbeard had a Redbeard had a number earlier that a lot of people uh, should know, and you can call this number tomorrow to win in the booty bag two five two three one seven twelve fifty. That is a number that we wow. all know. Yeah, that is I know that number. Mm-hmm. All right, Bryce. Think of all the cool uh, fish and animals down there you've never caught before that you'd see too. Oh, I know. That'd be awesome to add to your. Uh, I wish I was wall. catching you instead of swimming with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Bryce, that was fun. We'll play yep. more of the five-second game next week. <laughs> we'll bring that back. Can't wait. Chandler, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Charlie Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, and the crew here at Pirate Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk to you Wednesday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.